Hey, henchmen, welcome to the Moon Base. Today is, actually, yesterday was the 14th anniversary of Pod Awful. I know. It's crazy. Uh, which means we're now just the right age for James. All right, I actually apologize for saying that. In fact, I wish James was here for this because, um, you know, it seems kind of. It seems uncomfortable that James isn't around for our 14-year anniversary. He was a good fan for a long time until I accidentally called him a pedophile in front of 500 live viewers. The point is, I know what you're thinking, okay? Everybody's going to be sitting there going, 14 years? Really? This is all you have to show for it? 14 years? And I would go, well, yeah. Yeah, it is all. I this is what I wanted. Uh, you know, Pot Awful is cult comedy. It's called comedy, and I would say that we're the number one cult comedy show on the, on internet. the internet. So yeah, this is all I have to show for it. But the critics are right to some degree. I think I agree with the critics. I hear you. Uh, you know, fourteen years is a long time for this to be as far along as I am, and even with the YouTube being deleted and terminated. And all the road bumps, everything we've had along the way. You know, uh, I realize that there is something I've been doing wrong this entire time, okay? And I had my wake-up call this past week. I mean, I've always kind of known. I certainly hear the people out there every single day telling me, wow, Jesse, you've been doing this a long time and everyone hates you. You suck. I certainly hear that every single day. And every day, it drives a little wedge into my heart where I go, oh, Yeah? Oh, yeah? And I just keep this shit going anyway. But I know. You're right. The, the critics are right. Everybody. It's a, it's a fair criticism. 14 years. Here's the thing, though. In my head, I know what the problem is. All right? Uh, this past week, we did an episode about Maddox and Dick Masterson and the whole feud and all that stuff between them. And it was actually in our pizza fund behind the paywall. Um, I did about like 50 minutes for free for everybody and a buttload of people signed up for the pizza fund. I mean, like crazy, like to the point where a normal guy goes, oh, I guess I'm supposed to be talking about like the famous people. You know, if you talk about the big, pretty much, here's the thing. The only guy not making money off of the Maddox controversy right now is Maddox. So, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, a normal guy would see that and go, listen, I know that my favorite things to cover are guys like Rufio Fionix, the Santa Cruz Joker, Hostbusters, you know? But then I see all these people willing to pay some, I mean, we've made thousands more dollars in the pizza fund now as the result of this Maddox controversy. Maybe I should be covering... The dabble verse. I don't I don't even know what that is. And I regret saying it out loud. It makes me feel bad. But I realize that the guys who say all this stuff, who realize that I haven't made it very far, they've got a point. And maybe I should start thinking about it. Maybe. Here's what a, a normal guy would do. He would see that people are willing to listen to these big names be talked about. And he would go, you know, you think Dick Masterson isn't going to stretch out this Maddox controversy for the next six weeks, Sean. So I see all these people coming to the pizza fund. By the way, brand new names. I know everybody in the pizza fund personally. 
I see names that I haven't seen in a long time. People signing back up. People upping their pledges. Thank you to everybody who has signed up. It's so incredible. And people weren't signing up just for the uh, particular goons that we were covering either. I'm sure maybe some of them were doing it because it was the anniversary. I don't know. I don't know what everybody's reasoning was behind it. But um, I see those names. I appreciate it. I thank you. So it makes me realize, well, maybe if I talked about these big name guys, you know, the Law Cal Live guys, Ethan Klein, all the people that everyone else is constantly talking about, maybe I'd get more people in. And, you know, I think about it like this, like 14 years, that's 14 years of uh, not chasing trends, 14 years of not scamming people, 14 years of doing it the way I want to do it. But if I had talked about the big names, then I could bring in more people and fool them into listening about the little guys. Then I would choose what the thing is that's worthy of talking about. What makes... Maddox or Dick Masterson worthy of discussion? What makes King Cobra worthy of discussion other than that stream the other day where he passed out three times and fell over like a log in the forest? Um, It did make a sound, by the way. So I don't know. Maybe I've been going about this the wrong way. I think a normal guy would see all of this and say to himself, the cult comedy thing, no good. It's time to lean in. And this episode, the big 14-year anniversary, he'd probably go back to that Maddox and Dick Masterson comedy well. He'd probably be trying to get more people to sign up for his paywall. But this is pot awful. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have the Comedy Shaman on this episode. Hi, Comedy Shaman. How's it going, Jesse? It's good to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Um... So, yeah, uh, this is what we'll be doing. So. All right. All right. Never um, touch grass. Uh, go theme music. This is pot awful. Comedy Shaman laughing at himself, choking himself there in the intro. I saw that. Happy to be here. Happy to be here, Comedy Shaman. Thank you for joining me. We've got the chat room. We've got everybody watching. We've got the big board. We've got the henchmen. We've got everything. And it has been 14 years of pot awful. So if you're not in the pizza fun, join up and uh, get 14 years of comedy delivered instantly right now. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty incredible. You can't uh, ask for a better deal than that. Um, Comedy Shaman, thank you for being a part of this. Uh, we do appreciate you being here. I hope you're happy to be here. Are you? No, I am, man. It's uh, it's been a wild ride getting to know you and the Pot Awful crew. Hell and, yeah! Uh, I don't know how this is all going to turn out, but I'm going to tell you. Can you back I've... off the mic like fucking a fistful, a fist length here, or else I'm going to be hearing 
the inside of your throat this entire time, which actually might be a nice place to be. Hey, is this any better? I don't know, man. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> Comedy Shaman, how did you even come into our I mean, I guess you came into our life because you were a massive red bar dipe yes. beast. That, yes, I was. That is correct. We, before we even had the term for it, you were the, you were the original dipe beast, which is pretty great. And then, um, I mean, let's say explain to the people what you are. You're a former meth head, right? But you're sober uh-huh, now. Absolutely, 100%. Um, you're a student of comedy, I think would be. Your absolutely. name is the comedy of Sh- uh, Shaman. And then you're also very into, ta- you're a student of talk radio specifically, I think. Yeah, I, I prefer um, I prefer talk show style radio or podcast. It's me it's all the same thing it blends in um i much prefer that over stand-up we've talked about stand-ups before yeah i think they're i just think they're awful yeah Uh, they're really bad yeah no what you do is uh the art form that i fell in love with man it's the reason i was able to get off meth so i mean i still ladies and gentlemen fucking meth head pot awful (laughs) is the reason he was able to get off of meth incredible I've had some incredible stories shared with me over the past uh, few weeks as uh, we've approached the anniversary here. And actually, hang on, I wasn't planning, I didn't have this in my docket originally, but um, if you don't mind, if you don't mind indulging me here a little bit, let me see if I can find this. Um, Here's the thing, people have been sharing with me their stories, their, how they first found Pot Awful. Um, wow. Uh, I'm trying to find it in my tweets here because I don't want to get any of this story wrong. I wrote out this tweet a while ago and it was a really incredible touching story. Um, maybe if you could fill a little time for me here, Comedy Shaman, um, you're also an impressionist. You're an amazing impressionist, right? I try. Can you do something? Can you do Hank Hill and some of your impressions while I look this one up? All right. I got you. Well, uh, god dang it, I'm watching this show called Pot Awful tonight, and it's pretty god dang good. And I can tell you what, man, dang old Pot Awful, pretty dang 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 I know Boom Hauer, but I think Jesse's gonna have a good night on his 14th anniversary. <laughs> hey, Dad, what are you doing? Well, Bobby, I'm watching a show that's not appropriate for you. What's it called? It's called Pot Awful. Now, God dang it, you better get. Hey man, I'm room, still boy. looking. I'm still looking for the tweet. But you don't have to only do King of the Hill ones. You can do. Well, I had to finish the monologue. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so let me. Uh... Hey guys, what are you doing? Hey Cartman, what's up, man? Okay, I found it. Never yeah, mind. Never mind. I got. I got it. All right. Okay, so, gotcha. um, thank you though for, fi- ladies and gentlemen, filling that time. <laughs> I want to share an incredibly touching story here. Um, I had a fan reach out to me with a, an extremely touching message, and uh, they said that this was because the they knew the anniversary was coming up, um, and they uh, they allowed me to share the story with permission. Okay, so I'm just I'm sharing their sentiment. This isn't their exact words. I'm paraphrasing, but um, it was a it was a woman. Apparently, uh, she's been watching. She and her husband been watching Pot Awful for years now. Her husband introduced her to the show. And uh, when did you first find out about Pot Awful, by the way, Comedy Shaman? Um, it was actually through Red Bar, and it was like, 
I mean, it was it was like I got the impression from him, very similar to Patrick Mountain. Go ahead, do uh, the impression. Guys, Go ahead and do the impression then. Of Redbar? Well, you said you got an impression from him. No, no, I, I didn't mean impression. I'm sorry. I, I meant I got like a an impression in my mind of who you were from Redbar. Um, like I got an idea of who. Can you, you do were an impression him. of me or? Well, I I used to do one, but I put it away since we've been on good. I'd terms. like to hear it. Okay, well, I'm Jesse from Pot Awful, and it's good to see you. Okay. See, I put it away because all right, it's anyway, all right, anyway, the point is... Uh, I put it away. This woman, she was introduced to the show by her husband. I've heard this story a million times, but here's where it's different. Sorry, I'm getting a little choked up about this, actually. Um, You're good. Uh, oh, man. Whew, maybe I shouldn't start the show. This is kind of a bummer, actually. I just realized, like, maybe I shouldn't start the show. I thought there was, like, a nice way to start it, but, um, <clears throat> you know, a comedy shaman, I just wanted to say this before, actually, I, I read this. Um, you know, the reason I invited you, I knew this was going to be the uh, anniversary program, and the reason mm -hmm. I kind of, you know, pushed things back with you is I wanted you on this one. Um, you've just started out your streaming career on YouTube, on Rumble, That's all right. this kind of stuff. And I've been sort of, I, I, you know, I hope it's okay that I say this. I've been trying to give you a little bit of a lift. I've been trying to help you out with that. Um, if everybody could uh, like and share this show, by the way, because I, I really want to help out Comedy Shaman with this. And I, I wanted to tell you this straight to your face. I haven't talked to you about this before, but uh, the reason for that is, and I'm not kidding when I say this, um, I see a little something of myself in you. Um, like back when I first started out, I, like I'm thinking back, you know, after 14 years, I, it's hard not to think nostalgically. It's hard not to think back to when I was younger, how would I have done things different? And, and I wish I had somebody who would have helped me out, you know? Um, like imagine if I lived in a world where, you know, I, like I found out about red bar, like a year and a half or something into me streaming or into me doing podcasts. Okay. Imagine if oh, he... Oh, wow, you've known him forever. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, I didn't know him, but I, I found out about him. I didn't even start listening then. But imagine if he had come along and, like, you know, help, instead of knocking me down and giving me all these bad reviews on I've iTunes... Kind of, I've and, thought that before, man. Yeah, shitting like, all over was, me. Imagine, that was one of my main thoughts about him because you guys are, like... I don't mean this in a bad way. You guys are so similar in what you do in your crafts, like... Um, well, I, yeah, it could even more so difference. now that Red Bar's watching. But the point is, yeah. imagine if he had lifted me up. I imagine, you know, I'd be so much further along now in those 14 years. So when I look at you, I see me back then. I see 2009 little baby Jesse, okay? <laughs> a little weird shaped bean of a man. Barely a man even. I think, I don't even know if I'd hit puberty at that point. And, uh, and in fact, photos would show you that I hadn't. And I see you and I go, that there, but for the grace of God. You know, I mean, I haven't had the, the troubles and experiences you've had, but. Yeah, no, I respect that. But you have come such a long way in the very little time. Because the last time I did a show about you, like a, a full episode about you, you know, I was reading death threats and you were talking about, you know, I'm a, you were a, a lunatic. And the last time people saw you, anything about you it was these insane messages from you talking about murder and things like that <laughs> um so you know you've really really grown a lot 
in my and I'm not just saying this, man. I, I I want you to really like I'm looking you in the eye when I say this. You have changed you. for the better. And that's I, a little shocking, but thank you. I honestly really. I do salute you. And um I just want the best for you, man. For real. Um this has been weird, I gotta say, but uh I you've been really good ever since like I remember the moment where uh don't get me wrong, you were like you were doing your thing. But um, after after I did the show where I was where I just ate shit and I was like, "Yep, I did all that," and it, like it was pretty shameful, man. Like I'm not gonna lie, but uh, yeah, doing it, it was like I, I was eating shit. And after that show, you changed your tone. You changed the tune you were singing, um, and you actually started giving me really fucking good advice. That I've applied to the show and it's made a big difference. I've noticed just that. A, I've a hundred percent noticed just, all of those changes, everything you've been doing. Yeah, man. And uh you played a big part in it. Yeah, there's a few other people I've talked to that have really helped a lot. Um, but you really have offered me the guidance and that fucked me up because I mean, obviously I had premonitions about you from my bar and shit, but like I've approached you with a caution that I never approached with uh, anybody with in life. And that's what I've kind of realized is it's nothing to do with you, but the caution that I've started to approach you with is the caution I got to have with everybody online. Yeah. And it's not just you. It's every single fucking person I deal with It's every show I deal with. Like, cause I used to be not just a junkie, but I was reckless and like, I'd get in my emotions and be like, Oh, well I, I would be protective of my ego. Yeah. And um, in all truthfulness, you or truthfulness, I think that's a word. You uh, you smashed my ego. Well, this so is brutal. On, we're doing brutal honesty right now. Yeah, brutal honesty, right? Yeah, as a thing that doesn't exist. Hey, here's the thing. I know I joked around with you. I was on a few of your streams, and I joked around one time about how brutal honesty is a thing. But I want you to understand. Right now, I am being because this is. I think I'm just in my feelings because it's the anniversary. But I am being brutally honest about all of this right now. I want well, you to understand that. I think, ev I think everybody has moments of brutal honesty. It's just like it, different people have different amounts of brutal honest yeah. moments. Like, well, and then we all segment, have bullshit. This is a segment we call brutal, brutal honesty. honesty. Uh, you also inspired me to create a new, um, a new segment on my show that I'm going to be adding soon. Wow. And it's called Don't Shoot the Meth Don't Shoot the Messenger. Where I, like I write a crazy note to somebody. I love it. And we try it. to follow the notes that I write through the show. So All right. Well, but speaking of uh crazy messages, um let, I, I should oh, try boy. to read this one because um Go for it. This meant a lot to me. And um uh, please forgive any uh emotion I might show. I know I've been fucking shat on before about emotion I've shown in shows. The Skyler episode. The Skyler episode. People loved that episode, by the way, at the time. I, I got nothing but praise back then, but um, so now you're not allowed to be emotional as an internet guy. So forgive me. Um, so again, this is a woman. I won't say her name. She's been with us for a while now. Uh, you've probably heard her name. And her husband introduced her to the show. She said, she and her husband would watch together each week and repeat the jokes back to each other from the show. Their favorite goon is the Santa Cruz Joker. And uh, they've been in the pizza fun for years. Never missed a month. Um, and thank you. Like, everybody in the pizza, you make my life possible. Um, 
Uh, this next part was the tough part for me to read. Um, a couple years back now, and I didn't know about this originally, um, her husband's health began to decline. And first it was like, you know, the small things, being cold, you know, all the time. You've seen like people get sick, they get cold, like cold enough for sweaters in summer. Um, no longer being able to handle simple phone calls. Uh, but then his illness began to escalate and doctors couldn't figure it out. It was like a complete mystery. Um, of course, when COVID came along a couple of years ago, it made things worse. And he had to start wearing gloves and a mask when going out. And, uh, you know, I've been through illnesses myself, actually. And I think that's a lot of what's uh, emotionally getting to me here is I'm kind of going through a similar thing right now. We'll talk about that later as well. Um, even long after everyone had decided that, you know, not wearing a mask outside made, you know, that didn't make any sense. He was still having to do it. And, uh, eventually he missed a whole year of work as a result, which, you know, had to hurt his, uh, pocketbook. Um, he couldn't sit up straight without help. Um, and, and she was now having to clean him when he went to the bathroom, um, which you can only hope you've got a wife that's good enough for that. Amen. Um, so she told me that the only thing that got them through all of this was laughing along with uh, Pot Awful. That's, uh, that's awesome to hear, man. Um, and I, I know when you do these kinds of shows and you put in like the level of dedication you have... Or even somebody like Melton or Red Bar, for that matter, um, you do end up becoming a large portion of a lot of people's lives. Where, uh, and I made this mistake before, where when you're listening to somebody all the time, you start to look at them like a friend because they're such a large portion of what you listen to. And then when you can talk to them in messages or whatever on top of it, like it really does, um, that becomes a large portion of your listeners' lives, man. You're right. Um, and I love, and I've had a lot of messages like this over the years. Um, like, I, even years and years and years ago, like, like fucking crazy stuff, man. Like stuff where it's like, oh, you know, if it weren't for pot awful, I literally wouldn't be here right now. Or I'm like, that can, please tell me that's not possible. That's not true. But, um, it happens. She said, um, the only thing that got them through this was pot awful that, that it had been a, a real inspiration for them for the past few years. And, especially as her husband started to lose touch. And, um, oh, they, she said, <laughs> this is funny. She said that with the new moon base that they really enjoyed the new, uh, robo cam and all that kind of stuff. They love it. They said it's like a, I actually, I think I saw that tweet, man. Yeah. No, where they said they love the robo cam. Yeah. Um, no, that's no, the robo cam's a nice touch, but that's beautiful, bro. Cause well, apparently, um, um it's been very touch and go for the past few months with him. He's still with us, but uh, her husband has been self-medicating and uh, just to keep up his spirit, singing songs and stuff. And uh, she's been helping him at work, essentially doing the whole job for him behind the scenes, um, which is like, you know, I know this girl, like that's in, she's very young. That's like incredible for such a young oh, girl to rough. do all that. She's like, put the entire weight of his job on her shoulders. Well, um, you expect that when you get older, but not when you're young. Right. So 
Uh, and this is what I, I, I tweeted about this the other day. So this is what I said. Um, so from the entire Pot Awful community and all the henchmen, we wish you well in these twilight moments. Um, and to everybody out there, thank you again for joining us for this anniversary show. Please, um, again, no names here, but send your thoughts to J and M in these trying times. And we love you guys. Truly. Um, sorry that was uh that was way yeah, harder you're to good, get through man. than i thought I, i've known them forever and uh yeah um okay so uh let's get into something a little bit uh more right. fun a little bit i you had some stuff you actually wanted to talk about actually yeah, could, you, um, could you do an impression again I, I just want- to lighten the mood here a little bit God dang it, Jesse! You gotta right. get out of your head, boy. Perfect, perfect. What the hell right. are you doing? So you had some, pouting for you yourself? had some things, uh, Jesse Powell, yes. pout. Um, you had some things you wanted to go over. Uh, what were those? And then we'll get into um, the real, the oh, real business. Got you. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about was like how weird this whole psychological process has been for me, because um, like going through this with you and all that. And it was the first video you made about me was such a fucking kill shot, dude. And I really like mean that in the biggest compliment. Thank you. Um, it was such a kill shot that I not only had to not fight it, but I had to sit there and re-examine and be like, Take okay, it. if he's... Take it like a man. I was, I was like, dude, if he's able to get a shot off on me like that, we got to fucking re-examine now, Patrick Melton, he was a little more in his feelings about it, and it was a little weirder because I, I was a supporter of his when he smashed me. I wasn't like um, somebody that had sent him a fucking 20-page message that ended up causing a fucking avalanche of shit. Yeah. Uh, it was it was different. I wasn't I wasn't a fucking junkie when I got to know Patrick. Well, you know, uh, I mean, the thing is, I, is like when you sent, you sent me all those messages over a year ago. Out of nowhere. And, and yeah. out of nowhere for sure, uh, which is always the way uh, Red Bar Dype Beasts approach me. It's just out is of it nowhere. Really? It's an avalanche. Yeah, you're not the only one. You think I'm not sitting on a pile of these no. somewhere? I mean, Hostbusters <laughs> was one, too. Um, I so remember that. I, but the reason I sat on it is like, well, this guy, he doesn't necessarily deserve anything. But then I see now you're trying to stream. Once you become a streamer, once you're like, oh, put, yeah, it's fair game. You're, it's, it's fair, fair game. game. Then then you were putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and you were still Absolutely. trying to call me out. Now, what ha- what was the thing with Patrick Melton? Um, No. So I, I, I was a supporter of his, man. Nobody the likes onions, started. by the way. Patrick Melton's the host yes. of a and he's the host of a show does. called Nobody Likes Onions, which is um sort of like Red Bar before Red Bar in a way. Yes. Um. He was a large inspiration for Red Bar, and I think he's taken some things from him, but that's fine, man. I mean, in this style of uh, comedy, you're going to take things from other shows. There's no shame to that, as long as you're not completely copying them, in my opinion. But anyways, um, what happened with him was, is I gave him a compliment in one of my emails, and it was a brief compliment, maybe two paragraphs, where I said... Hey, man, I apologize. I was one of the Red Bar people um, that was laughing at you because I thought you were just a complete idiot. I didn't realize uh, he was putting on a pretty good show. And so people in chat, by the way, are saying you look good. You look sober and healthy. You don't look loony at all. So like, okay, that's good to hear. That's awesome. But uh, thank you. But um, no, with him, I hit a sore spot with him and 
Yeah, they're saying it, the chat Mike the ripped thing. off Patrick's act, and that a lot of that is so, true. Yeah, he did to a large degree. Like, but what happened degree. was is Mike Mike really did beat him up fucking yeah. bad. But here's the counterpoint to that is that after Mike beat Patrick up, he got a chip on his shoulder and he became way God fucking dang funny. It, Bobby. God, God, dang, God, dang God, it, Bobby. Dang it. God, God. But, uh, I can't do it, man. It, it's, it, I don't know. Oh, it's one of those things. Like, oh, oh, you don't oh, oh. Hey, Boom. hey, dad. Is that pretty good? Oh, you can do the Bobby. Oh, okay. That's but, the uh, one that a lady does, so it's not really great that I can do that one and not the one that a guy does. Well, she doesn't exactly have a feminine voice, you know. Um, Pamela Adlon. Yes, Pamela Adlon. Yeah. yeah. She played uh, the uh, the girlfriend in Louie's In Louie. Yeah, she's friends with Louie, the jack-off guy. Mm -hmm. All right, anyway, you were saying about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, no, you're good. But, um, no, with Whoa. Melton, what happened? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You could hear that? I, I swear I was trying to... I was practicing that. I thought I hit mute. Oh, my God. No, it's God. because you, you're good. That's so it's embarrassing. To the show, I guess. That is so... I'm mad that I can't do it. I cannot... All right, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. But, um, no, with Patrick... He uh he ended up getting a chip on his shoulder after Red Bar beat him up, and he he became way funnier. Like, and I so I told him I was like, dude, after all the Red Bar shit, it's amazing how you bounce back and like you paved something even better. And that compliment pissed him off to the point of where he spent like an hour screaming at me on the show. This yeah. was before I was Whoa. even fucking streaming. So how was that one? Did that work? What are you doing? I was practicing while you were talking. Does that was it good? It's getting oh. better, I mean. Oh. <laughs> it what? is getting better. But boy, ain't right. All right. Anyway, so did you say the thing you wanted to say about Patrick? Or yeah, I got it out. Was yep. there anything else? Uh, I mean, uh, there was one other oh. thing I can go over. I got go on excited. Very, very excited to see all of this. What did you say? I said we can go on to the show content if you want. Oh no, sorry. If you had something else, go ahead. Please continue. No, it ain't. It really ain't. I'm. No, I was what literally it, what just. Was gonna, it? I was going to talk about ego death. Yeah. Yes, I would love that. Okay. Um. So when I took the beating from you, what I was going to say earlier that I got kind of sidetracked on was that um, it really made me not just examine my life, but uh, it made me largely dissolve my ego because. I realized I had attachments to false. Uh, I had attachments to false visions of fame and delusions of grandeur. So, um, being able to dissolve that ego was a beautiful thing because, you know, I was able to just make plans and not be attached to any delusions of grandeur or anything like that. So that that's oh, was that it? Saying. That was the whole thing, or? I mean, pretty much, yeah. I I kind of summarized so it. Basically, yeah, in like so many words, though, like I really did help you. I mean, yes. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not arguing against that. Now, did you take over my search results a little bit? But overall, you helped me, man. What does I mean, that mean? I uh, took so, over your search. I don't know what you mean by that. It means if you search for uh, comedy shaman, you're gonna find pod awful, which uh, I don't well. blame you for. Is a good move. I mean, that's not what I was attempting to do by any means. No, it's but, not. Uh, you were attempting to make good content. I was attempting I to make good content. And, and, but more, more importantly, and I do mean this, I was attempting to help you because, again, and I can't stress you this, have. I really can't stress this enough. I really see like something of myself in you. 
Like truly, like I, I, it's almost spooky. Like the, um, I hope you're not taking this the wrong way when I say this, by the way, but like there is, I don't know. There's this like kernel of some, I can see this kernel of something in you. It's like this little point of, of brilliant light where you're a diamond in the rough. And I just want to sit there and I want to buff you out, you know? Um, well, you actually helped out a lot, believe it or not. Well, I do believe it, actually. I mean, that is my intention. But I hope to put those, what I see as, like, skills you have on display here, okay? And sorry, I'm checking my phone. I, I don't mean to be a rude millennial podcast host, but I'm being forced to do this because I'm trying to get my Google Voice up here because I have an idea for a segment, and I think this is... Brilliant. Brilliant. This is going to change everything for you. Um, we're going to put to put to the test your skills in a way that I don't think you've ever had them measured before. A brand new segment on the show, and I want here's what I want you to do. I want you to take this segment and use it on your show. It's not going to be my segment. This is a comedy Shimon classic. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. This is something I like to call Hank, Hank, Hank calling. calling. We'll be right back after this. Here's my body, like a body my same size. I know all of God's secrets. Would you know, like to know what God thinks? For Apple, is our God now. And I do see non-stop visions from God. Do you want to get an answer on what God thinks from somebody that doesn't have God? Or do you want an answer from somebody that does have God? Click on the link. Okay, so I feel like I cut my teeth in comedy, in improv, and in broadcasting. And I think those are the important uh, things that all need to come together to make your show work. I think I did it through prank calls. I feel like prank calls are the number one way to show if somebody really has it. And I mean this wholeheartedly. I am an incredible, like, picky connoisseur of prank calling. I have what I like, what I think is good, and what is trash. I can't believe when I see people fuck up a prank call really bad because if you can't do a prank call, I mean, prank calling is a thing you do with your friends sitting around when you're 13 and you make each other die laughing. I'm, I'm sure you did that, Comedy Shaman. Oh, yeah. All the time. So this is it should be something easy to do as long as you're making people laugh you should be doing it right but how many times have you seen some supposed pro fuck up a prank call uh about half the time i've seen prank calls from pros and and i've even seen people who i've seen do good ones fuck up so royally that they've never recovered from them ever again um you know like red bar so i figure what better way to get to take your best absolute greatest talent combine it with the foolproof way of measuring your worth and stick them together so we're doing not prank calling hank, hank, hank calling, calling. 
where we are going to do a prank call as Hank Hill. Now, what I've got set up here for you is incredible. And by the way, I want to say uh, we got a few super chats. Uh, do you take vitamin S? Congrats, 14 years sobriety, comedy shaman. Um, they're, oh, they're wishing you 14 years of sobriety. Thank you for the super chats, everybody. We don't read them, but we do appreciate it. Um, so here's what I thought we could do. All right. I found one, literally one propane store that would still be open while we're doing this show. The one that's open on a, uh, I think it's on the West Coast, so on a Sunday after five. And I thought, oh, how fucking funny would it be for Hank Hill to call a propane store? What? How amazing is that? That is a great idea. Okay, so... Um, yeah, and of course, if you don't know, uh, Hank Hill is a character from an American uh, cartoon show called King of the Hill, and he works at a propane store. I believe it's called Strickland Propane. Um, yeah. And he says uh, his common phrase is that he sells propane and propane accessories. So Comedy Shaman, as you've seen, his best impression is Hank Hill. So let's do yeah, it. let's do a little Hank calling. Now, here's the thing. I'm not evil. I'm not throwing you into the waters here without a life raft or anything. And no, you're, I, not. you're not. I want this to be good. I want to help you, just like I've been helping you over the past few weeks. So here's what we're going to do, okay? We're going to call up this propane store. You're going to be Hank Hill. Now, I have it set up here where you can hear me, but they can't hear me. So if things, you know, if, if like if I want you to say a line, if I want to feed you a little line or something, mm-hmm. they won't be able to hear me say it. But I can say it to you. What's the town? What's the town called? I don't know what the town is called, actually. Oh, wait, hang well, on. That makes a difference. Um, this is in uh California. Let me see. I'm gonna have to go. Uh, sorry, I, I have a, a weird setup here for my phone. I'm gonna I'd have to go. Give me a second here. So anyway, the point is I'll be able to feed you the lines, I'll be able to uh coach you through it and everything. We just want to hear Hank Hill trying to buy propane and ask propane questions. And oh, so I, I'm not looking for a job? Uh, oh, that, uh, that that would actually be really... All right, see, now we're cooking with propane. Now we're doing it. That's smart. See, Comedy Shaman, he's new, but he's got chops for sure. All right, so let's call him up. Um, and yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll just figure it out as we go. Um, all right, and remember, whatever you do, like, don't bail, okay? You, I'm with you. You can hear me. They can't hear me. Let's, uh, all right. I'm going to laugh. Sorry. This is all fucked up. Okay. Give them a call. Whew, here we go. Stanford propane. Brandon speaking. Well, hello there. I just moved to California and I was wondering if you guys are hiring right now. Are you doing a Hank Hill impression? I'm not Hank Hill. I'm just a fella from Texas that moved to California. That's actually a pretty good impression. But I mean, uh, dang it, I'm not doing an impression, boy. Don't, don't. I'm not doing an impression. Don't I'm bail. Don't, to get don't a talk job. about the. Don't talk about the impression. Don't bail. Just okay. Uh, we get a lot of people calling us Hank Hill. This is. I mean, you're pretty good, but it's not the best I've heard. Well, I'm not, my name is Theodore. Bring up Bobby. Bring up Bobby. Well, I do have a son named Bobby, though. He's a good oh, okay. boy. The goddamn oh, yeah, boy ain't right, though. 
Yeah, God dang it, Bobby. Um, okay, yeah, what do you want? Well, I was just wondering if you had uh, any of those God dang Webmaster charcoal grills, because if you did, I was going to tell you to throw them in the God dang trash. Keep going. They're keep no going. good, boy. <laughs> you need to switch to propane only. Yeah, we got propane and propane accessories. Uh, Same propane and propane accessories to them. Well, if you got propane and propane accessories, maybe you can get me a job. Oh, man. What are you, like 14? I don't think you could work. No, I'm 42, boy. You got I have a wife right, named well, Peggy. Uh, I live you a got normal this, life. You got this, Shimon. Don't let him hang up. Just keep, He believes oh. you now. He thinks it's real. I, I mean, if you need anything, we sell hoses, we sell racks. You want a job? Want a job. What's the highest BTU on any grills you have? Um, sorry, can you repeat that? I... What's the highest BTU on any grill that you have? Uh, about 450. Well, 450 ain't bad for a British thermal unit measurement. I'll tell you what, boy. All right, man. Well, Ask for the I job. Ask for the job. Stuff. Ask for the job. Well, what do you think about that job now? I'm showing you clearly. I know a lot about cartoons. propane and propane accessories. Okay, yeah. Um, Just keep it going as long as possible. I, I can hear another person uh, telling you to what keep it mean? going. I mean, I got my wife Peggy behind me. She's cooking dinner. Your wife is uh, is pegging you? Wait, you Wait, you can hear God, me? Dang it, what does that mean, boy? Is that one of those weird internet terms you're using? I don't think he can hear me unless there's like headphones. You're uh you're lucky uh we don't have any customers right now. I <laughs> Why am I lucky? Oh, I'm looking for a job. What's lucky about that? I don't know that? why I'm still talking to you. <laughs> well, right, because um, I'm looking for a job. Do you do are you gonna give me an application or not? Right, tell do him, I need tell to him, find it online? Tell him you're gay and you think he sounds handsome. My friend says he thinks you sound handsome. Whoa, what the fuck? That's just dude, because he hand- picked up he picked up the other landline in my house. Okay. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, you got a landline. I this is Okay, all right, okay. I'm sorry we bothered you. This has been a uh trick you have been trolled. Okay. Um Dude, what the fuck you just gave me up to him? Like well, I'm not gonna tell that him was that going I'm gay, pretty boy. good until that minute. I, I gotta be honest here, like you are co-hosting right now, right? Like I, I threw you into the hot seat here to co-host. I am like kind of scoring this. That was like perfect marks up until the very end. I hate right. bailing on a prank like that. That stinks. I didn't want to tell him. Like you had the guy <laughs> fooled. He thought like for sure you might actually be the real Hank Hill or whatever. <laughs> Oh my god. What is so Why did you tell him I'm gay? Like if you are gay, you're a character. I'm just me. I was gonna I was gonna do a boomhauer voice. Okay, I know. Friends. I think I get what's happening here. I think I fully understand what you're doing, and I don't appreciate it. Uh what for those doing? who don't know, the past few times we've talked to Comedy Shaman on his show or in Discord. I asked him a simple hypothetical, okay? 
and he's been embarrassed over this fucking thing ever since. I don't see what the big deal is about it, but I guess we should talk about it a little bit. Um, of course, that's fine. Okay, well then we'll just I'll just say it. All right, uh, we'll go over it again. I said to I said to Comedy Man, and this is extremely simple. I said, let's imagine that you're on an elevator, and your perfect woman walks onto the elevator right before the doors close. You guys are alone in there. She's your perfect woman. She's gorgeous. 11 out of 10. She's created just for you, exactly your type, made by God and science itself in order to create the perfect woman. Um, what, whatever you imagine the perfect woman to be. And let's say she wants, she wants you. She's touching. I tell him all this stuff. And then he says she's got a fucking cock. Okay. And you and yeah. every single time we've talked about this, you say your perfect woman. You left out a major a piece of context, though. Okay, well, was, you left. What did I leave out? It was the fact. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. This I'm gonna I I, I gotta stop saying that with my show and everything. Be brutally it, honest. Okay, be brutally okay. honest. This so is brutal honesty. Here's here's the reason I said that. But here's okay. Let me give you the context okay, first, and give then me I'll the tell context you the reason first. Okay, the context is that you said because when you, she walks up. You, I have told you 15 times now she's your perfect woman. And I don't mean 15 times in just okay. the scenario. We've that's, talked about okay. this. That's the part I needed to focus times. on that I didn't. She's your and perfect that's what woman. I, that, and that's every what I time you're you. like, I don't want her fucking me in the ass with her big hot cock. Okay, Jesus Christ. That is not that is not the That's okay, what you the context. said. You said over and over again. That she's got a that cock. Is not the, and every time that, I go, are you sure not she's context, your Jesse. perfect woman? Jesse, How you're a comedy guy. You're big on context. You're a comedy guy. Of course I'm big on context. But I need, to, I need the people out there to understand the context is that when I say she's your perfect woman, you say that's not the context. she's got a cock. See, that's not the context, though. And I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Is All right, that's explain, the it, explain it. I didn't explain focus it for the on universal that. audience. Okay, the context was that Jesse says the woman comes up to to me, whoever the person is in the hypothetical, and says, let's have gay sex. And it's like that part throws me yeah. off so bad that I can't even focus on the perfect woman because it's like, I think there's a trick coming with it, which I've said I it guess the trick is, is already She's that I was the dumbass. perfect woman. She, I was tits, the dumbass. Her tits are exactly the way you want them. Her butt, if you're a butt guy, she's got the she's got legs for days. She's beautiful. Her face, she's the race you prefer if you're into racial play. She's into that too. And she puts her finger on your chest and she leans in real close and she says, let's have gay sex. Yes, thank you. Thank you for You're welcome, that. but that's the fucking, that's what makes it a hypothetical, okay? Obviously a woman could. Yes, and that, that piece of context I feel like is important to so, understand you, my and every alarm. single time you said, no, I won't have sex with my perfect woman, and every single time I say, why, and you say, because she's got a, a cock. Yes, 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 why that is exactly what I said. Why does your perfect woman have a cock? Because I assume if you're saying, if she's saying that to me when she walks up, that means she has male genitalia. Why Why would your perfect woman have male genitalia? Dude! Because we've is entered this, a conundrum. Is this because of the, the crying, is this the crying game thing again? That's it brought I thought it, we yes, solved it is. this. I thought we had completely solved this. 
I didn't realize how much trauma was associated, Jesse. I mean, like, smiling? I'll joke about it, but dude, I'm I'm legitimately worried. And if this is like your way of getting back to me is telling some propane guy that I'm gay, no, for Jesus. him, that's not going to erase Come the on. fact that a hundred times now you've told me your perfect woman has a cut. Listen, cry. All right, we should just be clear about this. Comedy Shaman <laughs> has was like essentially raped by the movie The Crying Game. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And when I was like fourteen, if you've never seen it, spoiler alert: if you've never seen it, what happens in the in the uh, crying game? Okay, so there's this chick that this dude goes to hook up with after like a whole long story, and then she pulls her pants down, and you see she's just got a fucking cock, and it's you're staring right at it in the middle of the movie. And she was a guy the whole time. And my buddy played it for me as a prank. You were watching this with a friend as a child. Dude, it was his idea of a prank. We're not friends anymore. Yeah, well, friends. okay. I don't think it's much of an idea of a prank to tell the propane guy I'm gay for him. How is that a fucking prank? How's it? Okay, fair enough. I'm sorry. It's kind of fucking bullshit. Up. And so I feel like this is all because Jesse, you, I fucked up. I, I apologize. I truly feel like this is because you um, kept saying that your perfect woman has a cock. Oh. Is, is this... Come by on. the way, and people have been asking me this, is... Did you start using drugs? Meth? Like you've done meth, I know. Have you done any other drugs? What else have you done? Oh, I've done. I've done. I've done a bunch, bro. It's just when I was when I was a tweaker, like I would do other ones, but that was just like I would tweak like three to name five everything. Days out of the just week. name everything you've done. I mean, what have you done? Oh, I don't. I don't want to do that. That's just like well, super. Well, I'm just trying to. I want to know I mean, what the limit is here. Like, how crazy have you gone? Well, like. I, okay, I'll tell you the worst thing I did. Uh, a couple times I did like H and fatty, but I'm not. I'm okay, so ashamed of heroin, it, obviously. Oh, you liked it? Only a couple. Only a couple because I knew I I wasn't fucking white trash. Even even when I worked, I couldn't afford that. So addiction. you just felt like, hey, I'm white trash anyway. Might as well do white trash shit. It's like hood rat. No, shit no, for black that's people. not the logic. Well, no, it, I told you this. It was a slippery slope. It did not start with that. It started now. An okay, Asian guy's involved. Thing, Listen, I'm going to tell you how it all started. It started with me practicing basketball down at the basketball court one day when I was God. in college. And I and went a down. And a couple of guys that were up to no good started making trouble in your neighborhood. But um, no, I tried to dunk. And I and I like I couldn't really dunk that well, but I could squeak one out sometimes. And I missed a dunk. Like a fart. I was hanging on the rim. And I slipped. And I ended up going into a spiral and stuck my arm out and just snapped it straight backwards. Oh, and so I ended up getting God. a big prescription of oxy. So you taking and, drugs, because uh, this is what people have been asking me, you taking drugs has nothing to do with the crying game? No, it doesn't. Okay, because people have been wondering that. Somebody in chat even said, is that a real movie? Like, they can't believe that's a, a real yeah, movie. Yeah, that's a real movie. It's a real it's movie. Up. Comedy Shaman's seen it a million times, and he hates no. it. I saw it once when I was 14. Dude, it had a lasting impression. It had a lasting impression on him. And let me tell you something. He, uh, we didn't make him say this. He kept referring to the guy's natural illustrations in the movie as cockzilla. Like I remembered it being a lot bigger as a child. It's the king of until (laughs) you guys sent me the pictures. It's the king of all cocks is what's going on in your head. Then you guys sent me the pictures and I realized now that I'm an adult I've ever seen. It's the best, hottest, number one, biggest. (laughs) I'm did the outro of the show for some reason. 
It's the number one cock of all time is what's going on in your head. I Am I wrong? You, Jesse, but God damn it. Am I wrong? You called, Dude, it, co- called it Coxzilla. Did you call it Coxzilla or not? Yes, I did. Okay. I told you that. And why did you call it Coxzilla? Because as a child, I remembered it being huge. Oh, man. Please stop saying as a child, I remember the context. But, but that's the huge. context. Please, dude. <laughs> All right. Um, this is fucked up. All right. It, it, either way, none of this is an excuse for what you did during that prank call. No. I, so no, I'm kind of not. glad. I'm kind of glad I set this up then because I've got something here oh, for boy. you. All right. I've got a game. You've had so much trouble trying to determine whether or not you're into cocks, whether you're perfect. No, whether you're a perfect woman would have one or not. It's just nightmares. It's just nightmares. I've set up a game for you. Okay. Oh boy. And it's called trans spotting. Oh, okay. That's actually pretty funny. All right. Now what it is, here's how it's going to work. All right. This is trans spotting. Let me see if I can full screen you. Um, You should be able to see this just fine. Now, the way this is going to work, trans spot. You ever see the movie train spotting? Yes. It's been a while, but yeah. All right. This is like that, except instead you, you just have to identify whether or not this, uh, a person you're seeing is trans. However, it's with, a, a twist. twist. Of course it is. All right. All right. All right. All right. Here's how it works. Now you, of course, have you've been fucked up on meth. You've been fucked up on uh, Fenty. You said you've been fucked up on. Unfortunately, H. you've been on H. You've been on MDMA. Uh, you've been on DVDA. Uh, you've been on um, ABC, DFE. You've done them all, right? H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O-P. So here's how this one's going to work. Images will flash on screen of different people. Some of them may be male, some of them female, some may be trans, some not. Now, during all of this, though, we will be, you'll be experiencing a bad trip, man. You're on some H and it's a bad (laughs) trip. So it's distorting your view a little bit. Every time you see a person pop up on screen, you have to say whether or not you think they're trans, okay? So here's what you need to say. And this is lightning round stuff. This is as quick as possible. Oh boy. So it's either trans, not trans. Those are your only options. Oh boy. Okay? Trans or not trans. Now, say it God loud. Damn you, Jesse. Say the answers loud. Say them proud. And when you're ready, give me the sign. All right. You go ahead. And here we go. That was it. You got to do it. Trans or not trans. Okay. um, That was your first one. That was not trans. Okay. We're going to, it's lightning round. I'm writing down your answers as we go. We'll score it at the end. Okay. So you got to just, I'm going to keep playing it. You got to keep going. We'll start again. Just so you've got the, uh, you know, different images are going to be popping up here. So you got to be ready. Uh, trans. Wow. Not trans. <laughs> right thing. Oh, I'm trans, but still on the right. Uh, trans. HIV binds to uh, which receptor not. on the host lymphocyte? Which receptor is that? Yeah. 
not Grant. Oh, Grant. Yeah. Oh, you just Buck Angel. I gotta be honest. I can't hear any of your responses to any of what? it. What? Yes, you can. No, I can't. Nobody's been able to hear. So let's try. All right, we're gonna try one more time. We didn't go all the way through it yet, okay? So I want to make sure I've got what? all your answers here correct. Here we go. All right. Every time you see someone pop up, trans or not trans. Ready? Here we go. Yeah. Oh. Not trans. Loud. Trans. They're not trans. They're not trans. No. I don't know what they're trans. I don't know. Trans on the right, not trans on the left. Uh, trans. Not trans. Which receptor on the host lymphocyte? Which receptor is that? Not trans. CD4. Buck Angel, so not CD4. trans. Is the right answer? Trans. Uh, trans on the right, not trans on the left. The ultimate. Not trans, just weird. Fucking I don't find it for myself. Trans. Sorry, trans. Oh, for sure, trans. Not trans. Loud and proud. Meth. 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 Is he guilty? Or not guilty. <laughs> oh, come on. Is that a, did you really have to put that one in there? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, no. Meth. Not for him. <laughs> now, a lot of your answers were just the word meth. Yeah. Were you I think having, that's an appropriate answer. Were you just having cravings, or whoa, why would you no? Just keep the, meth? the person was clearly a meth head or something. Sometimes you just lines. said meth, and there wasn't even a person on screen. It didn't make any sense. All right, well, whatever. No, when there was meth on screen. Okay, well, all right. We are now tabulating the results, ladies and gentlemen. We are tabulating <laughs> the results. Did I get above thirty percent? Well, we're gonna have to find that out. Um, that's the goal. That's the goal. Um, several of them you just answered meth to, which isn't an answer. Several, so those are bad scores. Several of them you got wrong. Um, one of uh, uh, two of those were jewels from Red Bar, and you said both of them were trans. Um, That's hilarious. Uh, you, Holy I think shit. one of them you jokingly said trans too, even though you knew it. Was I really like, didn't even know it was Jules, man. One of them I didn't was, even realize. No, it. one of them was Mill Hip, and you said trans, but I think you were just joking. But actually, that yeah, is, that was a joke. But that, that is was right. a joke. Uh, one of them you just said, "Ah, come on, why'd you have to put this one in there?" Because that, you know what that one was. What was it? <laughs> it was trans, obviously. It was the fucking crying games thing. So you're going trans on that. No, that's technically not trans. You're right. Uh, you're not. You're sorry, right but I have to take your first answer. You did bah. say trans, so that is a, unfortunately the crying game. Trans is actually just a gay guy. They hire. He's just a feminine guy <laughs> that they hired for the part. Not a trans. You actually got Ooh. almost every single one of them wrong. So unfortunately. You win some, or if you're a comedy some, and you lose them all. Unfortunately, that does mean that very likely, if your perfect woman came on an elevator with you, 
and had a cock by mistake somehow. Your perfect woman had a, a cock. You would probably fuck her. All right, so. Don't judge. Don't judge. And we don't judge, ladies and gentlemen. We never judge here. We'll be right back after this. Support the show. Join the pizza fun. Potawful dot pizza. Pizza pizza. Pizza. Potawful dot pizza. P-I-C-C-A. Okay, we're back. Uh, Comedy Shaman, um, so many people have been joining that pizza fund, and um, I think we might have a little bit of pod after show after this one. I'll let you go for that part, but uh, I'm really enjoying you being on. I think you are doing a great job, so I just wanted you to know that. Um, And I want you to know, you know, all those images, all that psychedelia going on, all of those uh, pictures of meth and stuff, I hope that didn't trigger anything inside you. You're good? You're good, bro. You're good. All right, all right, man. Um, and I, the reason I say that, I, don't, I guess you probably know this about me, but I don't do drugs, right? Like I've yeah, no, we've talked about it. Yeah, I've never done. No, a I drug. find that a little crazy because it, you do seem like a guy that's experimented with drugs, but well, no, it's pretty. You you've been adamant that you haven't, and I believe you. It's in. I wanted to. This is a, another part of brutal honesty. Is I wanted to get real with you about this. Is uh, you, you say I seem like the kind of guy who's exper? I have actually experimented with drugs. Now I've always said I don't, I've never done drugs, but that's not from lack of trying. Um, uh, I wanted to really talk to you about, again, we're like, we're having fun on this episode, but we're doing, we're talking some real shit too. Like that's podcasting, man. Like I'd like to talk about real shit too. Um, You have been very open with your story with me about everything that happened with you. Um, of course, in those, uh, be, yeah. in those crazy, the messages that you sent, um, the story of like your, um, uh, sorry, this is hard for me to say the story of your friend, uh, and his family and what they say about you and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Have you talked about that openly before or a, a little bit? I mentioned it a little bit on my show. Um, but it was like, it was just the. It was a misunderstanding. I I really it's a big do believe. And, he um, died though. Yes. Yeah. He right. died, and I was, you know, I was selling weed at the time, and so I ended up. They thought they he got the shit from me, and I didn't. It was but, laced. It was you know, mud. It was I, all laced out. I, I really feel for his family, um, because I, uh, you know, at the when you lose it, when you lose a child, man. Right. Um, There's no harder pain. There's no worse pain. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. So I I wish his family nothing but, you know. um, I can tell you from experience, there is no worse pain on earth than losing a child. Um, It is is devastating in a way that I don't think the average person can comprehend, truly. No. I don't even fully comprehend it, you know. I've only been within proximity. 
So the reason I bring this up is, you know, I wanted, I thought it'd only be fair since I shared your messages and everything that I tell you my story. The reason I don't do drugs, um, that mm -hmm. I share my story with you. Um, cause I had a similar situation actually. Um, I was 13. Uh, my best friend was a guy called Justin. Um, people have heard me tell stories about Justin before on the show and uh, I don't have too many because there's only there's only but so many really um, but we were that age uh, you know right when you start experimenting with these things and Justin had an older brother um, I won't say his name but he had an older brother that was kind of a bad influence and I'd always kept away from him um His brother got us weed one night and you know, this is like, <laughs> it's, I mean, I hate to laugh, but it's like one of those funny things where like thinking back, like this was something that was in the works for weeks. You know what I mean? Like, did you ever have that when you're a kid? Yeah, where it's like, no. oh, well, when you're a kid, that's a big deal. Oh, it was that's a big, big deal. deal. So oh, we, yeah, we if had you look this forward for a month to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were talking about how are we going to do it? Where are we, where are we going to do it? When, well, we got to wait for your parents to, the whole thing. So I, I wish this was a happier memory because it is very funny. But like uh, we got some weed and this is like years and years ago. I mean, this is not top shelf. stuff. this is some ditch weed kind of shit, you know, and his brother was a dealer. And that's uh, that's how we got it. And, you know, we didn't have any money to give him for like he had to like skim it off the top. Um, and so basically for like two <laughs> for two and a half weeks, he was just like little bits. He's just taking out of everybody, everybody who bought from him. He's just taking a little bit off the top until we had enough for one joint. I mean, this was pathetic shit, man. Um, <laughs> Justin was a, Justin was a funny guy too. Like Justin was Justin's a big inspiration for me actually. Um, he was so fucking funny and like <laughs> he called it our desperation joint. That was, uh, I'll never forget. Like we, we had this thing and he, his brother showed him how to roll it and everything. We had this thing forever and we were so scared to, like, it's so pathetic. We were so scared to do it. And so we go, like we knew his parents would be out at this time after school. We're going to go to his room. We're going to have the windows open. He had the fan going and everything, you know, to make sure. I don't know why we're going to all this. Like his brother was smoking weed in the house. There's no way they would have just blamed his brother, but we were so careful about everything. I grew up in, you know, I'm not the product of divorce. I grew up two parents and a nice, happy childhood. I shouldn't mm. have been doing stuff like this is not me at all. And I felt like imposter syndrome the whole time this was going on. And I was terrified. <laughs> I mean, I was so scared. To the, I thought like, oh, the, the second you light it, like the cops are going to knock on the door. You know, like you think, you just instantly think of the worst shit. Like, uh, oh, I'm going to no, end up you in the, do. In the hospital or something, right? So I'm like, and Justin's never done it, despite his brother. Justin never done it before either. He never, neither of us had ever had a sip of alcohol, nothing. So this was like it, man. We're going for it. And I tell he, Justin, like, hands it to me because neither of us want to be the first guy to do it. Then you're the one who's in the most trouble. You're the first guy to do it. 
And I'm like, no way, man. You, I, I was like, I'm the king here. You got to be the taste tester for me. Like, I don't even, this is a big thing too, is like, I'm really, um, I'm like picky with taste and stuff. So I, okay. I, that, that was one thing I always thought about is like, I don't, what does it taste like? Like, what if it's gross? Like, you know, I don't know. So I handed him the joint. I made him smoke it first. He takes, and you know, everybody like the joke, the common joke is like, nobody really inhales on the first one. Or, I mean, he ripped it. Justin lived life to the fullest in every regard. He ripped this thing. Like just, you could tell instantly he's coughing. <laughs> and of course you see that as a kid, you're like, why would I, I'm supposed to do this now. So I take the joint. I'm about to hit it. And these coughs are getting crazy from Justin. And right as I'm like about to put joint to lips, he lets out this blood curdling cough. I mean, there was blood. He coughed out blood. Oh, shit. Now, I don't, to this day, I don't know exactly. I don't think it was laced with anything. I think what ended up happening was that there was glass in the joint. Um, again, his brother rolled it, so we don't know for sure. Um, and, of course, his brother didn't get the blame. His brother, the weed dealer, didn't get any of the blame for any well, of this. They, his, family, his family always blamed me. Well, he... Um, do you mind, uh, do you mind if I tell this next part and I just have you on screen just cause it's a little hard, um, um do what you gotta do. Um, so I'm about, I'm about to take a puff of the joint and, uh, I see him cough this blood and, you know, he'd been coughing the whole time, but we just thought that was normal. He coughs this blood and he's like, dude, and he shows it to me. But when he says, dude, it's like, dude, you know, I mean, it's like really raspy. And um, I'm scared out of my mind. He's coughing out blood just constantly. Uh, and I'm sorry. I feel bad for putting you on screen for this. Um, no, you're good, man. You're good. He is coughing, coughing. He's like keeled over, like doubled over in pain. And he's like, scratch he's like i'll never forget this he's scratching at his chest as if he's like trying to scratch his lungs and i'm like you know i'm thinking like is this what weed does and i'm such a fucking little pussy uh i was too scared to call the cops or an ambulance or anything um uh his parents came home about 20 minutes late and I'm like sitting there with him. I'm like patting him on the back, trying to, when his parents come in, you know, I'd, I'd flush the joint. I didn't want them to know, but they could smell it. They knew, yeah. they knew what was happening and they took him to the hospital, the emergency room. And, um, he didn't pass away until two days later, but, um, they've always blamed me for it because he, if I had called the ambulance in time, he might've lived. If I, if I just called 
911. He might have lived, but I was so scared of fucking getting in trouble. Of course, I got in trouble anyway after that. So basically, all I got out of it was losing my best friend. Um, so when I read your messages about that shit, you know, I didn't know exactly what you were talking about, but it's like, I've been there. Um, and people say you can't fucking die from smoking weed and shit. And that's why I'm always like, yes, you can. Um, uh, basically an insane story, man. It's wild. Um, ba- they, you, you don't know what was in it to this day. We don't know. I, I, again, like the rumor was glass or something. Apparently one of the other, his brother sold weed to someone else and a similar thing happened, but they, they fucking survived. Um, his parents never said shit about the brother doing it. Of course, his brother quit dealing after that, but I just. I said after that that I was never going to do weed, but then I was like, fuck it. I'm not doing any drugs. So uh, people make fun of me fucking all the time for, you know, like Mersh likes to say, oh, I don't trust anybody who doesn't do drugs or anything. Um, That's retarded. Of course it's retarded. But uh, I trust people that don't do drugs more. Like, Yeah, I mean, that's, hey, that's what I always thought. But then, I don't know, now I live in this weird fucking internet world where... You're a pussy for not doing drugs. Um, But I would love anybody, anybody to tell me. I mean, look, man, I'm going to tell you ever since um, I entered this internet world, I've realized everything's pretty fucking upside down for the most part. And um, it's, to the point where like I have to even question uh that story and I hate doing that because I love you Jesse and I sincerely I get mean it that, I like, get it my my reputation precedes me it doesn't fucking No matter. it's not your reputation it's the fact that like so much of the fucking the way that this world operates is based upon us cutting each other's throats that uh it's hard to have a real conversation and I think we've had some real ones you know and so that's what I'm saying. Like I, I've learned to humble myself to this process because at the end of the day, you're the fucking master, dude. I'm learning from you. I'm learning from you. I'm not sitting here to question you, but I'm just saying you can see why I might, you know, question it. But as, as a person, I'm not questioning you. I don't bl- yeah, man, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I don't blame you. At all. I, I, the reason I wanted to tell you that story is like, I feel like you are someone who's been in that, those dark, that dark but side of if things. that's real bro that hits i i have dude that hit that, like that if that's real it hits a spot that i can't even explain so like that's where I don't, that's what i'm saying like i have to live in the world where that's both real and both not and that's what this internet world is that's what uh, i'm coming I'm sorry, to realize man. you know i'm sorry it's no like, that's not i'm you. literally that's, telling that's not you. you that's the environment we're in i'm literally telling one i'm in i'm fucking <laughs> fuck man i'm in my feelings because like just the anniversary and shit Jesse, listen, I love you, bro. Like Thank for you, real, you've helped you me too. so much um, in terms of becoming a better artist that, you know, whatever, uh, whatever comes out of this, I'm always going to appreciate everything that you fucking sharpened my skills up. Like you're saying you wanted to polish me. That wasn't bullshit. You've really polished me. You've really do. fucking polished me, dude. I definitely do. So, um, um, 
you know any any hesitations i have it's not it's not ever you it's the world it's the internet world we're in man because this is the world's changing rapidly right in front of our eyes and it seems like people uh, like you especially oh, are I'm at sorry, the front of it I'm sorry. I've worked myself up. Here. Could do you mind if I just take care of this for a second? And you just like kind of do what hold, you got to do. Hold the, hold the ship down, man. All right. Oh, he's he's leaving me here, and I don't know what he's going to do. But it has been a wild ride with Pot Awful, folks. Um, I'm telling you, I had no idea that Jesse was doing a great program over here. I had no idea, not even the slightest clue. Um. Hopefully he's good right now, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy because I, I really had this arrogance to myself that I thought I was going to be something special coming right in for the longest time. And, uh, any arrogance that I had left when I finally came in, Jesse squashed that shit for me and I can't even be upset about that. Oh, oh, come on, Jesse. Okay. Uh, Fuck, what else should I go on about? Well, if I'm going to hold this down for a minute. Um, okay, I was watching some uh, Pot Awful Season X clips. And I think it was Ange that put those up. Or I think I got that right. And um, it really amazed me that not just the production that he'd put in at that point, but how far Jesse goes with these storylines with people. And hopefully it doesn't get too fucking crazy with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, um, yeah, Rufio Fionix, my God, I guess that's somebody you guys follow regularly. Holy shit. You guys really found a gem with Rufio. I'm going to call the cops on you guys. And I swear to God, if, if you guys don't stop, I'm going to file a cease and desist. That's amazing. The tizzy you guys got him worked up into. He's been doing it for years, too. It, that, that's pretty fucking wild. All right, Jesse, are you coming back? Okay, this is a prank. All right. Let me think. This is, okay, this is a pretty good prank, Jesse. I'm going to completely fuck you over and leave, but come on, man. At least got to check the chat, I guess. See how badly the chat's roasting me. I guess that's something we can do. Okay, man. Oh, there you are. I'm sorry about that, dude. Um, no, you're fine. You're fine. And what you got to do? Uh, what were you What were you talking about while I was gone? Well, I I started t going on a little bit about Rufio Fionix. Oh, have you checked and, out the uh, Rufio stuff? A little bit of it. I I started getting into some of the season X stuff, and I I need to actually start the pizza fun and just start going all the way through it. Oh man! But I, I was that. looking at Rufio, dude, and I was talking about the way you guys had Rufio worked up into a tizzy was so fucking insane. Oh, somebody and wants you to do the Hank Hill impression. They sent in a super chat. Oh, get what do they want me to say, boy? Did they say? I'll give them the line word for word. 
Um, anyway, I, I'm sorry about all that. I, uh, you're good, man. You're good. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not my first fucking embarrassing moment on the show for sure. Uh, Bro, you're good. I, what I was trying I to, what I was trying to say before I, uh, uh, became a wilting pussy, I suppose is, uh, I fucking dare guys like Mersh or whoever to tell me like, Oh, you're a loser for not doing drugs. Yeah. Tell me to do drugs. After fucking what I went through with my friend Justin, um, anyway, R.I.P. Justin. I, the part of why I think about this shit is we. I lost him in December um, when we were thirteen. So like Christmas time is just fucked for me, man. Um, uh, let's move on to uh, something else, something uh, more interesting. Um, uh, oh, I told you about this. The uh, the imposter guy. You know what Imposter. I'm talking about? So we had a guy show up. So Comedy Shaman's been uh, hanging out with us in Discord for a few weeks now. It's been a great time, by oh, the way. We love having yeah. you. And you showed up, and then one day someone else showed up. And this guy, everybody was like, who is this dude? We were like guessing all these different people. It could be. He kept showing up, actually. We only managed to record one of the times that he was there. But everyone, and you've already, you and I have already discussed this. You said it's not you, but everyone thought it was you. And this guy was talking yeah, crazy shit, crazy shit. And I wish I had that's everything. That's actually why I came over. Yeah, 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 yeah. We actually, yeah, I came over to your Discord. I wasn't gonna come if it wasn't for that. Well, I mean, there was like other evidence that that all led to me thinking it was you. Is this guy called Web Wizard? Now, here's the craziest yeah. part. Okay, people have been doing a deep dive into this guy, Web Wizard. Turns out he's a known pedophile on the internet. What? Like a, a he's got an Encyclopedia Dramatica thing about him. like there's shit out there about this dude. And it's funny because the what first the? person that people thought he might be was this other pedo that used to try to involve himself in our affairs called uh, Robert Robinson, this disgusting freak. Um, who we've sent to jail over and over again. We're about to do it again, actually. He doesn't know it, but... Jesus Christ. He's actually on... Uh, there's already a guy working on getting him back into jail now. Um, anyway, I thought you should hear the imposter. We have the recording. I thought it'd be, like, fun to hear the... Uh, hear what happened. Do you want to hear it? Uh, yeah, we can go for it. All right. It's pretty crazy. So know. this is just us in Discord hanging out, and um, I'll try to explain it as we go. How he was that anxious... Yeah, that addicted. It's the bones. That's what's causing it. Well, the addiction. Be used to. Nah. Getting them all. Wait, wait a second. Wait, hey, sorry. Hang on out. a second. Hang on. Who just joined? Who's that? Yeah. Who is that? Web Web Wizard. Talk, man. Unmute. Say something. Hi guys. Speak up, son. All right, man. Come on. Put, put your whole chest into it. Hey, 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 everyone. Uh, you need to uh, fix your mic. Uh, yeah, uh, mic So at first we're thinking he's like doing a little voice, and he came back in and like put a sock over his microphone and stuff. But this guy retarded or something. What are you? Are you like a gay retard? You sound like a complete fucking retard. But everybody afterward is like, "Is this comedy, Shaman?" He's just like breathing into the microphone. The boy ain't right. I guess I can see why you think it. Yeah, he just said the boy ain't right. That was the craziest oh. part. Well, the boy ain't right. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, that's not even close <laughs> to my Hank, bro. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I see why you said that. It does sound it like was just, somebody. It was weird timing, but listen to this. Listen to this. Wait a second. I can hear you fine. Why aren't you talking? Unfortunately, yeah. I can hear you. Just... Who are you? Oh, okay. I, I'm just a, a fan. Um, sound anxious. This is so annoying. No, I think he's just nervous. Am I crazy? Okay, this fine, fine. Tylenol? I'll give it a chance. How'd you find out about Jesse? What's the deal? That's Tom Gully. Tom Gully's hanging out yeah. on Discord. Um, got a favorite yeah. goon? Uh, what, the one you guys were just talking about? Okay. Okay, I can see why. It's like me, sounds, but with a way weaker voice. He sounds exactly like you trying to like hide that it's you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I can see. Exactly. Okay, Something, that makes sense. Am I... There's something not right going on. Do we know you by another name or something? Uh, from like a server? And it's like right here that I start figuring out because he's making like Hank noises and stuff. Yeah, okay, I got you. You know what I mean? That sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Is this one of those yeah. NLO guys? Are you doing you a dab voice? Verse. Easy. My impression? Your impression. Well, you're making a bad impression right oh. now, mate. So now he's talking about impressions. <laughs> yeah. Got him. That's the impression that I get. Like, it's weird, you know, when yeah. someone's new and they're just listening and they're being a creep. Tell us about yourself. I steal dogs and I take them to kill shelters. <laughs> what? The, the what the fuck was that good. about? Did you hear that? Jesus. Yes, I heard that. It's like, I've never, I told you, this is shit that's like more fucked up than you ever could think about. On your no, own. I got you. That's wild, man. Listen to this, though. This okay. is what, here's the real reason I thought he might be you. Listen to this. Uh, is that a bit? Are you doing like a, mm, I know what you mean. It's, it's like on the, anxious. this, I've heard this dude before. It's like on the tip of my tongue. I've heard this dude's voice. No. Sounds very jittery. Sounds like he's gonna cry. Oh, oh yeah, the jitteriness too. Jittery okay, on the I verge of tears. I'm wait, clicking wait, through his profile right. Now. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna deafen him for a second. Hang on. All right, now this is it. All right, so I definitely so he can't hear us talking now because I'm going through his profile. I'm clicking through his profile right now, and there's like there's only two servers that we have in common, other than this one. Hello. And it's the uh, comedy Hello. shaman one. And the spurred topia yep. one. So you're in both of those. Them. So like it's it's yep. my server, spurred topia, comedy shaman server. Like makes sense. It all adds up. I understand. Up. It I understand. It completely it adds, adds up. up. It adds up. Yep. Oh. oh no, that uh -oh. makes sense. So just, it was it was kind of a freak thing that I ended up talking to you guys more. Like I was gonna try to just ignore you in all honesty and do my thing. Right. But when that happened, I was like, no, I can't be letting somebody impersonate me like that and be yeah. saying that type of shit. Yeah. Listen. So to that's this. when I came over, and you it, know, we've been cool ever since. It gets worse. Listen. Am I crazy, or does he sound like? Wait, what are you Is that Clay? Clay? All right. All right. I'm gonna un yeah, I'm gonna undefin uh web wizard here and. uh Hey, Web Wizard. Yeah, so what were you Hi. saying? Sorry, man. I I like to poison children's Tylenol at the pharmacy, Peggy. Oh. What the fuck? What the fuck? That's, that's okay. fucked up. <laughs> I don't remember that episode. <laughs> is that a character saying, or is that you saying that? I don't know. Oh, my God. Kind of both. Is everybody kind of on the same page as me right now and what's happening? Like, he sounds like yeah. another one of the Earth's Hank Hills. Yeah. I'm aware of. 
thank you. Familiar, but I can't place it. All right, I, you yeah, know, exactly. I listen, man. You're welcome to be. I, I'm sorry we're being so suspicious. You're welcome to be here and everything, but like, uh, how about all right? Just tell me that, like, like just to be clear, like we let people into Discord. Like, join our, please join our Discord. Podawful.com slash cult. Uh, slash Discord. I think they both work. Um, it's just that when we're in there in voice chat, every once in a while someone comes in and they just sit there and they're just listening. It's like, imagine if they did that in real life. That would be bizarre. You would never allow oh, yeah. someone to do that. So every time we're like, hey, say something. It's not that you can't be there. It's like, why would you just listen to people and not talk? So this guy had been doing that for a while and it kept coming in and doing that. Oh, okay. So finally we call him out and uh, listen to this. Answer straight up. You're not like a pedophile or something, are you? Um, That's like the one rule, that. you know? Taking you a uh, long time to answer this. Yeah. Yeah. Why is typically that a very quick answer. <laughs> I mean, I've never, uh, you know, had, you know, done, done the deed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, okay. Well, see you, web wizard. All right, man. Bye. Wow, uh, dude, that that was comedy, Shaman. Glad I came yeah. over. That's my God! Yeah, everybody's like instantly, yes, oh, yes. It is. That's yeah. weird. That, that sounded yeah. that sounded a hundred. I was like the whole time, like whose voice is that? Sounds a hundred percent like comedy, Shimon. Yeah. What? What's he doing? Him. What? The Hank Hill, the whole thing. It, even the stuff he was like, the it's even the kind of stuff he would say. Ugh. Well, he prides yeah. himself That's on unnerving. his nations too. Fuck. That's true. That was fucked up. Yeah, that guy was like one of the Earth's Hank Hills, they're saying in the chat. So, yeah, I mean, it all kind of adds up to it being you, but it was like, we were like, what the fuck? And the shit he was That's saying. Nuts, man. And then we looked up the account, and it's like, he's this known, uh, you know, paranormal pedo guy. So, wow. Okay, well, anyway, um, you got anything to say about that or... No, I mean, I'm just glad we cleared the air with it. That's all I'm saying. Cleared the air. It made sense, though. It did make sense. Yeah, I hear you. It definitely oh. made sense. Um, you know, uh, you're. we found you uh, because of the red bar thing. Um, and are you still... So you have completely broken your dipe beast, you know, mindset, or what's going on with that? I will say this, man. Um... I will probably join Scars again just to download like season 14 to 19, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to be watching regularly uploaded episodes anymore because it's been over a year since he's made me laugh hard. Like the show's in a decline in my opinion. Yeah. And I'll tell you what I think started this. I don't know if you followed it closely, but in season 19, he was fucking with Sam Tripoli really hard okay. and it was funny. And uh, he sa he sang this song about Sam Tripoli's kids where he sang Tears in Heaven by Clapton, except he sang uh, These Kids Don't Belong on Earth. And Tripoli got so mad that he went and found Mike's address and knocked on his door. Yeah, I got blamed and, uh, for that. By the way. Somehow people thought I was the one who gave him the address. I I don't even know Sam Tripoli. Oh, but. No, I, I well, he's got a whole group of people that are upset with him that want to fucking see him downfall. But um, no, he... He hasn't been the same ever since Tripoli knocked, and I really think that scared the shit out of him because that was when he went into that year hiatus, and he didn't come back for a long time. And then well, when you know, he came back, the it's show actually was funny. Like you mentioned, this him scared as shit. I've never told this story, but uh, you know, I met him, right? Like you know, 
Yeah, yeah, I've seen the picture. Right. So I was, uh, for people who don't know, I was on the episode of the Gavin McInnes show that he hosted in New York City. Mm-hmm. And my co-host, David Ray Martinez, played fake Dante Nero. Yes, I've seen there. it. That's hilarious. I've told a little bit of this story. Um, in fact, I, I think I told it to his audience one time um, to some degree. But I never gave the full explanation of this. You know, I, I was there for the whole show. I was the one who set up the fake Dante thing. I literally drew the tattoos on him and made the costume and gave him all the jokes and stuff to say. Um, and Mike and I sat there in the green room at Kumia's studio. This was at Anthony Kumia's place. And we, you know, came oh, okay. up. Yeah, we were coming up with some of these ideas. But when I first got there, first of all, first thing I got to say is like, Mike David, small guy. And this was before his disease or whatever, frail small guy like shockingly so looked like a little kid in his dad's suit and i've told this before He's about what five six he I, I mean in shoes five seven i'll say it that way he was wearing these <laughs> like italian loafer like these italian dress shoes that with a heel this thick it's not oh, bullshit. okay it's not bullshit um I said this back then when we were still cool, by the way. So, like, I'm not changing my story because now he's the diaper man or whatever. Like, this has always been what I said. <laughs> and um, and I've told this before, too. Like One of the craziest, but like, Mike Star of David. One of the craziest, most, not to be anti-Semitic, but one of the most Jewish moves I've ever seen is he bought the suit he wore on there. It was like this nice blue suit or something. Maybe it was salmon. I can't, mm-hmm. he, he hosted twice. I don't remember which time. I think it was a blue suit time that I was there with him. I remember a blue suit. Um, and he had bought it just before coming there. And then at the end of it, he told me he's going, like he, he was, I, I think David, my co-host said like, do you want to go hang out or something to like tr- just trying to be nice. I didn't say it. And uh, and he was like, no, I've got to go return this suit. I've got to go. Br- oh, my God. I'm not kidding. He <laughs> bought a suit and returned it. Same it, within two hours. I've never seen it before. That's here, amazing. Here's the craziest thing, though. This has to do with you bringing up the uh, him being scared of Sam Tripoli. Mike's always been a real scared guy. Like... He, like definition keyboard warrior. I hate that phrase because I think usually it's not true. It is. So, and of course it is true about him. He's tiny and frail. He's like, he couldn't defend himself to save his life. And, you know, he never goes out. He never does anything. And you could tell, you know, he was there alone. There was no, he had no posse with him. He had no friends with him or anything. So when I met him, he was sitting there in the green room. I couldn't believe it when I saw it, it was like seeing a cartoon character in real life, you know? And yeah, that would be weird. The first thing I notice is he's got in his jacket pocket, this pill bottle and he is pouring pills into his hand, like handfuls of pills, taking them. This is pre-disease. That it was Adderall. It's pre, it wasn't, I know what Adderall looks like. This was not Adderall. This was like cartoon pills where like half is red, half is white, like, Giant, I don't know what they were. It wasn't Adderall. It definitely wasn't Adderall. I mean, I asked him because I, I was like, at a certain, he kept doing it. Like, he was going like, look, look. 
And I said to him at a certain point, I'm like, Hey man, I'm not trying to pry or anything, but are you all right? Like taking a lot of pills there. And he said, Oh, this is for anxiety. It's for anxiety. Oh, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. He was so scared to do that episode. No, now, he didn't. Now, listen, it, it was a big opportunity. He's at Kumu's studio. He's hosting Gavin's show. He's getting to do all these funny. I think it was a very funny Jesse, episode, by the way. Jesse, do you know why that's such a brutal accusation against him? Why? Because he has a history of going after all of these guys that do Xanax. Like, he has a real history of attacking people over Xanax usage well, specifically. I think he's been abusing it for years, but the, the uh, you You're know, probably right again, I, as a non-drug guy, like I don't see these signs and everything. Like I'm naive. Right. So I was like, okay, I guess they're prescribed. I don't I mean, they were in a pill bottle, you know, you just assume. Oh, they, they normally are prescribed is the thing, but I don't yeah. know if you've ever heard this. Xanax is so addictive. That the withdrawal can kill you. That and alcohol are the only two drugs that you can die of withdrawals from. Yeah. Really. But well, Xanax can kill you coming off it because it's so powerful. I I asked him, I said, what is like, you know, I knew in my head, like, this is a big moment. This is a big show. He was like, and by the way, this is back, <laughs> this is back in the day when he was a madman. No one ever fucking fucks oh, with yeah. him for this in his hype beast days he no, no no this is well it might have been around hype beast but he used to be a madman he was one of the earth's madmen where he used to watch the show Mad Men, and so then he'd be like i gotta wear a suit oh god i'm a, I'm a bon vivant i'm a man about town i'm a madman so he's in new york city you know he doesn't he's from chicago he's like never been to new york before he's like oh look at me i'm holding whiskey i'm wearing a suit that i'm going to return in two hours that. I'm not kidding. He used to do that. You can find old shit where he used to, like when he had the comedy club, that was when he was the worst about it. Um, but he used here's, to be Here's my man. proof. Do you know what my real proof is that the show has been in severe decline? And this is like, I know some people don't think it is, but we would have been at least a little worried to talk about him like this at length not a couple years ago, in my not opinion. Me. Never. Not now, I me. might be wrong. Maybe you would have. But I'm, I know I would not have felt this comfortable just talking about how he's fucking not doing well a couple of years ago because I would be scared he'd clap back and whoop my ass. I'm not scared of that now. No, I, I'm really uh, well, not. I wouldn't have been scared of that since this moment I'm telling you about for sure. But I, the only reason I would have never said anything before is because we were fine. You know, like I'm not, I don't just talk shit about people just to talk shit about them. Um, but so I'm asking him about the pills, right? And I'm thinking it's just because he's nervous about doing it. And he was nervous. He said he was nervous about doing the show. Um, he's like, this has got to be good or else. And I was like, or else what? Like, oh, boy. He really thought like there was going to be ratings or something. And, um, you know, he was trying to get people. Basically, his idea from the beginning was to join the uh, Anthony Cumia network or whatever. And yeah, then funnel. That's what I figured. And then funnel away all of their listeners and he had been doing this to other people for years but this is like the biggest heist of listeners he'd ever attempted oh he pulled it off too oh he, he did yeah, it yeah. no he did it but here's the thing so he's taking these pills and i'm like what are the pills for and he's like anxiety and then apparently what had happened was and this is crazy all right when he went out to get the suit or whatever he was doing right before the show by pure coincidence he ran in to Dante Nero on the street. 
No, he didn't. Literally a dude he'd been making fun of, calling him a bone no. through the nose, nooga booga booga, for like however long. <laughs> he had run into him on the street. And, and, and this is a guy, I think he's got like a sound clip of him saying like, I'm a break your neck or whatever. Like Dante I'm Nero break your, wait, yeah. scared the I'm a break your jaw. shit out. I'm going to break your jaw. Dante Nero saw him, recognized him, called him the fuck out. And he had to like, <laughs> he had to run. And by the way, Dante Nero is allowed into the the uh, Kumia studio, oh, obviously. So he couldn't run into the Kumia. So he had to pretend like that's not where he was going and run off into like a Starbucks bathroom or something. That's why he was taking handfuls of pills, terrified that he's about to do a show oh my God. where he knows like I'm coming with this fake Dante guy. No joke. <laughs> during the show, while I, I'm watching from the green room, Okay. And they're get there's the uh there's like a little secretary lady sitting at a desk right there. And I don't know who she was. She's sitting right there. I'm sitting right across from her. I'm just watching on the monitor. And uh all of a sudden the phone is ringing like crazy. Ring ring. And she was like hanging it up because I guess because the show was on or whatever. But finally she answered it. And she it's Dante Nero. And I could hear him. And I'm not kidding about this. I swear this happened. Dante Nero is calling, demanding they stop doing the show right now. Now, I've talked about that part of the story before. You've, if, if you've been paying attention, you've heard me say that story before. I haven't heard that, man. Here's what I didn't say is the, the reason he was demanding they shut the show down wasn't just because he was embarrassed and blah, blah, blah. He was watching it live. He sees Mike. He realizes that's why he saw Mike on the street. He was demanding that Mike end the show and come out and see him. And that he was going to settle it. Mike knows this is happening while he's live on air. There's a moment during the show. Does he I, really? If you watch that episode need to back. need that. Watch that episode back. Wow. There's a moment where he knows what's going on. I think they put it on the teleprompter or something. And from yeah. there, look out. He is in full <laughs> nervous Nelly mode. And it doesn't matter how many pills he was considering. This is a scared little man and the reason he really didn't want to hang out after it wasn't just because he was returning the suit it was because he wanted to get the fuck out of new york like i wow. think he literally got on the plane right after that um that's hilarious left town it was so embarrassing um anyway that's a that's a side issue that doesn't really have oh, that was a great story holy shit it was crazy it was so crazy um hmm well, I got a few other things here to uh, talk about, but uh, I don't know. Is, was there anything you wanted to go over before we go into our final few bits here? No, I'm I'm just enjoying it, man. Keep keep firing away. Maybe we could we should we take some calls or uh, some answer or some questions from the audience or something? Maybe up to you. Whatever you I think feel the like flow we, of the shows with. Yeah, um, I feel like I'm we down for to. whatever. Let me see. I'm gonna connect to the. Uh, Hi Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Okay, wow, we're still on together. This is working. So I'm in the uh, Piranha Tank in our Discord, and if you have a question or anything or a comment for the Comedy Shaman, uh, now's the time to do it. And by the way, guys, please go subscribe on YouTube, on Rumble, to the Comedy Shaman. Um, you just type in Comedy Shaman, and uh, it'll come up. And uh, we want to get this guy subscribers. Go watch his episode. He just put up. A, a video um, where I appear on it for like 
over half the episode, I think. It's very About funny. About two hours, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very funny. Um, so we've got a few people in here with us. Anybody have any questions or comments for the comedy shaman? Okay, I saw people join. So is, can I just not? There we go. All right. We got uh, Lenny is here. We got Feds here. We got Cole. We got Urquid. Anybody have anything? I see you guys joined in as if you wanted to say something. Now is your chance. Um. So I saw like a week ago that Comedy Shaman said he was still in love with Bex. I'm curious oh, about man. that. He still oh. feels that way. Is that true? That is not. No, that is not the case. Bex, of course. Feelings. Bex, of course, famously internet herpes. She's podcast herpes. One of the most disgusting human beings Agreed. I've ever encountered. I agree with that. She's grifter drifter. I, she's a grifter drifter. We hate her. We literally invented phrases just to uh, describe her being. Like I just tried to get as far Jesse. away from her as possible. Jesse. Yeah. 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 Whoa. So yeah, what you were in I love with her? I just want to be as far away as you, possible. You're in love with her, or what's going on there? No, I I had feelings for her. I still have a tiny little bit that needs smushed out, but it's pretty much taken care of at this point. Oh, okay. So there's a you little bit. It's would... kind of like the way you feel about Red Bar. It's, there's a little bit of a flame being held, a little candle, but yeah. Honestly, I, as much as I hate to admit it, yeah, it's yeah. Well, no, I still enjoy old Red Bar. I don't enjoy anything about Bex. Okay, but you were you were in a sexual relationship with her, or no, no, it was not sexual. It was just we talked a lot. It was not sexual. emotional, a pure emotional. You never cybered. Yeah, with because her I'm a fucking I'm a, I'm a dork like that, unfortunately. But did you ever you do? did you ever have full on cyber with her, or no? Did you ever no. see her gross tits or her putrid? Y yes, puss? I. Well, I saw. Well, I, I look. I saw. I are saw you, a little bit. I don't want to. Are you pulling them up the right now? Here. I see you're messing with the mouse. Are you trying to pull them up on screen? No. Oh. Okay. I was. I'm. I don't like talking about this. I'm, I'm going to be honest. So oh, what I are you looking for? Something to do. You're looking for something. You're doing something in the middle. Of, that's not a very good co-host, man. I'm going to dock some. No, points it's for not. That it's not because I don't. Want, I don't like talking about this. All I right. Really well, don't. were there any other questions about Bex or anything else from anyone? So, what is it about her that you're emotionally in love with? It's not her. It's my own, um, it's my own, like, want for affection, and it's just easily accessible affection. A depend oh, my you God, is it easily accessible? She's tried to give that affection. Yes, that's my point. That Ooh. was my point, yeah. It's sort of a dependency I mean, issue. like, you want an honest answer, I'll give you a fucking honest answer. Hell yeah, brother. Do it fucking brutally honest shit did she make you yeah, hard at brutal least honest right somebody asked did she make you hard at least. dr chow from the uh pranking mersh show um uh, says did she make you hard at least i mean I, you could probably make the argument but i will once upon a time okay any other questions for the shaman uh, how old is jules that's a great question do you know that 28? I think 28. How do you know 29? Uh, I just remember she was like 27 when I was last in the BBG, which was like a year ago or something. Okay, so we're going to work off of 28. We're going to do some math on when Mike met her because there's some definite concerns yeah. going on. How old would that make her in 2013? <laughs> 10 years ago. She's 28. She's uh -oh. 18. So he probably didn't meet her in the photo from 2013. 
So that would place her under 18 when he met her. Okay. Well, uh, any other mm. questions? Uh, we've got some more people joining <laughs> us here. Uh, let's uh, yeah. comedy, quick. Comedy oh. All right, we're what gonna go. Taste like? We're gonna go from. Uh, we're gonna start with aquatism and go down. Aquatism, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I got a question. Uh, Citizen M, are you a minor? How old are you? Are you over eighteen? Are you talking to a? Oh, you're talking to the other guy in here. With, yes. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 he just joined. I wanted to ask him. Cause last time we asked him, he uh. Is he? he he left without answering. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I'm not a minor. Yeah. Uh, All right. Comedy Shaman, can you confirm whether or not Citizen M is a minor? I have no idea. I don't think he is. Wow, but I never, I'm not sure. It never even occurred to I don't me. Why think are people is. asking that? There well, were some I accusations from the, uh, on a, a previous night. Oh we just want to clear that up. We don't want another James situation on our hands. And, all right. Um, I think I heard Shad was asking a question. Shad, go ahead. Yeah. I, I just want to know what meth tastes like. What does meth taste it's like? Awful. Awful, man. What, what does it taste like? like even though? when you're addicted to it, it doesn't. Um, if you had to it compare like it to something. chemicals. Mm. Like, uh, like, let me think of a like, um, like you're dissolving an ibuprofen in your mouth mm. that's like been rotting for 10 years. Oh, rotten ibuprofen. Okay. Rotten ibuprofen. There you go. That's it. That's yeah, a, that's that was a great good. question, Shad. Honestly, great question. I've been wondering that myself. Any other questions before uh, we keep this thing rolling? I had a question. Go uh, ahead. Yeah. Car- go ahead, Carolyn, but speak up a little. You're a little quiet. Oh, sorry. It was better? Oh, that's oh, better. Yeah. yeah. Put it directly in the dog's yep. mouth and that'll be perfect. <laughs> I'm sorry about the dog. It's okay. Go ahead. Um, so my question is, Connie uh, Shaman's perfect woman. How big is that cock? How big is the cock on Comedy Shaman's perfect woman? That's a great question. Is it cockzilla well, size not... or? Well, ideally as small as possible, I guess. Right. <laughs> okay, the ideal cock as small as possible. Great question, <laughs> Carolyn. Any other questions for the Shaman? Yeah, I got another one Go for Shaman. Go ahead. Uh, I noticed when you're, when you're on camera, Shimon, uh, you, you rarely move your face from directly behind the microphone. Yeah. That would be, uh, what is that? Is, is there something going on there? That would be like my biggest I mean, note I'm for you is you gotta teeth, peek out like, from oh, the mic every oh. once in a while. Let us see your facial okay. expressions. I, I like seeing the eyes up. You're very expressive with the eyes and the eyebrows, but like, you gotta get some, some, uh, mouth work in there all right so what is the answer to that comedy shaman why do you hide behind the mic a little bit of the meth teeth but uh i i could i could bring it out a little Who, bit dude, all right what did i tell dude, you my my teeth are fucked you can't you can't be worried about that you just gotta yeah everybody on, fair enough everybody it. everybody, hey, everybody says I, I got. everybody right. says i've got fucked up teeth like it doesn't even fucking matter dude listen how, what did we talk about before lean into the character that's that's what right. everybody right. is going to look at you as a meth head, no matter what. You could be sober for the next eighty years, and you will be the the meth head of all time. Lean into, show us the, that mouth, man. You're right, man. You really are. Give us a smile. Come on. No, no, like an open mouth, and the bottom row too. Oh, I got a pouch in. Oh, okay. Can you take the pouch out? Because that's also going to dock you points on the pouch. And let's see the bottom row of teeth. Can't really. You didn't. You almost didn't. Look, I don't want. I don't want to. Okay, we're not doing that right now. 
Okay, but we're leaning in. I don't want to get too close. Now, we also discussed um, you doing a new comedy bit where you stick a hose up your ass and fart into the microphone as a... Have we gotten any further with that? Man, man, I got... The thing is, is I got... I got things I'm working on, you know. You can't. Oh, be so you are you are working on it. When you, you are working when you're on building it. a when you're building a foundation. Your already occupied. Like when you're, when you're building a, down, you a, a I mean? fart hose. Well, well, when you're laying the foundation down to a house, you're not going to be worried about the fucking pipes just yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, people are saying you're your teeth aren't about the, bad. By the way, everybody said your teeth are not they, bad. They, they're they're not bad for having done what I've done. I'll say that. Um, Do an impression of Rufio again. But uh, they're not great. Are like, any of those are any of those teeth removable? Uh, no, no. I've had one tooth removed, but that's it. Okay. Um. So yeah, when when can we look forward to the uh, flatulist sounds of the comedy shaman? Man, I'm not. I'm not doing that, buddy. What you said you were going to do it. You just said I you said, you know what, if I hit a curb, if I hit um, a roadblock down the road in years where I would, you know what, maybe we'll look at it then. But I'm not, I'm not doing that because that is forever what I will be. If I put a You're tube You're already ass, forever the, the meth guy. Like, wouldn't it be better to change it to the fart guy? It's not the fart guy. It's the guy with the tube up your ass. The tube is... Okay, again, we went over this. The tube is so that you don't have to stick your ass up in the air into the microphone. That way you can just sit there on the tube, bring the tube up. People won't even necessarily know you've got the funnel, and you just... Oh, my God. Because I told you about my favorite... One of my favorite performers, one of my influences... Le Petto Petto Main. Le Petto Main. Main. And again, that doesn't mean he's a rapist. If if comedy shaman does this. I promise. You can look forward to me. Look, I will. I can look forward to you sticking a hose up your ass. You're promising. Well, hold on. I I will be stealing content from Kenny vs. Spenny and sneaking it into my show. But I will not steal that bit. (laughs) Okay. Have you ever been to Amsterdam? Oh, oh my God! The one night in Amsterdam. Um, Jesus Christ! All right, does anybody else have, have any ever, questions? Have you ever heard of a fart party? Mm. Oh my God, no! Not a real question. Anybody have any real is, questions is that a for this party? man? Let's not waste this man's time. He's uh, he's a busy guy. Yeah, I've I've been waiting all night to ask because I was hoping you'd do a Q and A, Jesse. Go ahead. I mean, I've been waiting a long time to ask the comedy shaman this. Uh, where do you where do you get your ideas from? Oh my God. Great question. Oh. My brain sends them to my mouth, and it works out pretty well. Okay, thank you guys for your questions. We really appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to go, and then uh, you guys just keep watching the show instead. All right? Okay. Okay. Um, whew. All right. Well, you know, speaking of inspiration, by the way, I just brought up my inspirations. Um, you often, like a lot of your show is talking about your inspirations. Um, Tried to dial it back, but it is. Yeah. That and is I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting stuff. Um, so I do want to do, I've got a whole thing for you because you often ask me about my inspirations. And like I've said, mm-hmm. there's Le Petto Main. I do. There's, um, obviously mystery science theory 3000 there's uh you know tom green like 
listen, I've stolen from many of the greats over As the we years. we all do. But there are people, like, when, when people come to me and they're like, oh, you're ripping off this current guy or that current guy. It and looks I'm like, retarded. And I'm it like, what are you retarded. talking about? There are those, there are always those tiny inspirations that no one ever knows about, that you couldn't know about. They might be local to you. They might be things that are like just too esoteric. So I did want to let you in mm -hmm. on a little bit of that. Okay. Um, so okay. we're going to come, we're going to come back to that in just a second, but before we do, uh, I have something very serious to talk about that. I have, um, here's the deal. Uh, this coming week, there's not going to, I apologize. There's so many people just signed up for the pizza fund. This coming week, there won't be a primo episode. I will be traveling. Uh, we're going, uh, back to the States for, um, some Christmas stuff. So, uh, don't worry, there will be, con I will be putting up content anyway, but there won't be a live primo episode. I'm going to have stuff for the $20 level people, stuff for the uh, $12 level people, maybe even some uh, $6 stuff. F fucking thrown in there for some reason. So, just want to let you guys know that. Um, now, part of this trip, though, involves what I'm about to talk about. It's something I've been meaning to bring up on the show forever, and I haven't found a good way to do it. I kind of hinted at this earlier in the episode. Um, and this, honestly, this kind of does tie into inspiration to a degree, Comedy Shaman. Um, but I find that this is kind of a hard topic to broach for me. Um, we were talking about like, uh, you know, Red Bar, his uh, medical issue and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I've I've made fun of it here and there. But I always say like, OK, come on, They're like, you know, don't make too much fun of him for it. And the reason for that is, you know, I've had my own bevy of medical problems. Um, all those guys you just heard, the henchmen and discord, I told them recently I do. I actually do have a uh, a medical issue that I needed to bring up on the show. This is something I talked talked about the other day, and uh, everyone instantly assumed it was something to do with my genitals or my asshole. <laughs> Which okay, sure. Again, my reputation precedes me. I've had kidney issues and all sorts of things. I promise you, it does not. This is a medical issue that I've been going through for some time, for longer than I was even aware of. But for the past few years, um, it is something that I've known about and have been uh, dealing with. And it's hard to talk about because it's going to affect the show at some point. And it's probably sooner than later. Um, and comedy shaman, I'm sorry to like kind of hijack your episode here to do this. No, oh, man, you, you this is your show. I'm just here for the ride. You've actually asked me this before, and of course, people bring this up all the time. The uh, the glasses. What's the deal with the glasses? Why the little blue glasses? Okay, John Lennon. Okay, Howard Stern. I mean, comedy shaman, you probably saw them and thought Howard Stern, right? Like, um, I will admit, yeah, yeah, of course. So, like, and which just to be clear. Never, it, none of these people ever entered my mind when I started wearing these glasses. Did not occur to me. You know what did occur to me? Dr. Eggman. Dr. Robotnik from Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, the little guy in the wheelchair from Nightmare Before Christmas. These were 
a Nazi scientist. These were things in my head. And then everybody's like, hey, fucking Oasis. What's up, Liam Gallagher? How you doing, Les Claypool? Hey, cool glasses, John Lennon, you fucking retard. I didn't even think about Les Claypool. Hey, nice one, Ozzy Osbourne. I've heard them all. You know the one I haven't heard is, and I Mm. look exactly like him, except not bald, is uh, uh, King Cobra, Gothic King Cobra. Um, we look exactly the same. <laughs> so, <laughs> but also, also wasn't the inspo. Um, I started wearing glasses for the first time. I, I had 2020 vision until, uh, my early twenties. And, um, uh, <laughs> the uh, one day you know, I, I sit in front of fucking screens all you may have noticed i have a, an interest in screens okay this oh my might, god that's dope this might have occurred wow. you've never seen the big board before have you watched this show? not in that form not like that oh, weird. Okay. wow that that's birdie um well, the thing is, is I've got an interest in screens, so it did not shock me. And and my dad has some uh, eye issues. He's a little, you know, he's got difficulty seeing, but he's he's pretty old. It didn't shock me that as I approached my thirties, suddenly my vision was going bad. I realized around twenty five, twenty six, that I couldn't see street signs a few blocks away anymore. There was definitely a time where I could living in New York. That's a thing you're going to notice. Um, I didn't think too much of it and I didn't do anything about it forever. And I just assumed it was cause I'm now staring at my phone all day. And I'm sure that shit doesn't help at all. Do you have any eye problems? Oh, no, it, it, it fucks with it. Do you have eye issues or do you use? Uh, uh, no, I, but I do notice that um like, Okay, so if I'm just living my life, doing my job, like doing normal shit, mm-hmm. uh, my eyes are twenty twenty great. But if I stare at a screen and like play a game, or if I'm on like doing this shit for like more than eight ten hours in a day, the next day my vision is significantly worse. Yeah, I well, do notice. Well, I didn't drive for ten years living in New York, so it wasn't like it wasn't. Per- oh, like- you wouldn't notice it the same if you're not driving. Exactly, and then I. Uh, drove one time for something, maybe when I was moving or something, I'm like, uh-oh. You notice it then, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that's bad. I literally can't see the signs. and I can't read them. I can only see things about a, as far away from me as my computer. Shocker. So I didn't think too much of it then, um, and I finally went and got glasses at a certain point. And uh, if you've been watching the show long enough, you remember I had the big, stupid, dorky, black glasses that everybody gets when it's their first. I've never worn glasses. I didn't know what to do. I just bought the cheapest pair, the mercyest pair of glasses. <laughs> of course, they worked. I mean, it was okay. I, it took a lot of getting used to. I hated it. I could never wear contacts because I can't even imagine sticking shit in my eyes. Oh, it's a nightmare putting them in and learning. Yeah. Learning to put them in is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I couldn't do it. But it turns out I really couldn't do it anyway. Didn't know that. Um, <laughs> this is a topic I have been avoiding just even in my own head for a very long time. Um, if you don't know, you know, all the graphics you see on the show, all this shit, I do those, I make them, 
And um, when I first moved to New York, I moved while I moved there to do comedy and stuff. I moved there thinking that my real job would be art. I used to draw all the time. I went there with a drafting table. Oh shit! And I didn't know ink that. pens and pencils and a T square, like all the all the tools. And um, I don't know what it was, but something just all of a sudden I was like, I'm not into, I, and I don't really draw anymore. I do all the stuff on the computer, but I don't really draw anymore. And I've started figuring it out over the years what it what it really was. And I was too scared to tell myself this. But despite the fact that my vision was, uh, you know, up close, I, I, I was originally told that I have astigmatism, which made sense. Um, it seemed to add up. I got the glasses. Everything was fine. But then I started realizing, like, sometimes I can't even really see the stuff close up either. It's just sometimes. But it would change, which is odd. It would change while wearing glasses, which is odd. And, of course... As I add more screens and more stupid RGBT lights and all this stuff, it would get worse. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm just losing, uh, losing my vision. But I didn't realize I was literally losing my vision. Uh, my uncle is legally blind. Oh, shit. Um, which I knew. I've known that since I was a kid. I mean, he used to, he used to have a computer. It was like... In the days where not many people had a computer, he had a computer and he would sit with his nose pressed against it. He would look at each individual pixel in order to read it. He had one of those magnifying glass things on a, a uh, one of those articulating arms. Oh, shit, on the arms? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I always knew that as a kid. So I guess it's, I guess there's, uh, you know, genetic markers for this sort of thing. But I didn't know. Never thought of it. You know, again, my dad's old, has old guy eye problems, but it's nothing too bad. Uh, but in reality, I probably didn't keep doing, keep with the art stuff because uh, it was getting harder to do it. And uh, so I switched to podcasts, which is just audio. And then, of course, I made it all this visual shit. Which was probably a mistake. Okay. So when I get the glasses a few years ago, maybe like five years ago, again, I got the stupid Buddy Hollies or whatever. Um, I talked to an eye doctor. And again, everybody always quite, this was back before every single podcaster was wearing sunglasses. So I'm always cagey about my answer with this because everyone's shitting on me about the glasses all the time. But uh, I talked to an eye doctor about it. And the, the old glasses I had were the, some of those blue blocker ones, ironically. Oh, yeah. Blue blocker. Yeah, they block blue light so your brain doesn't produce melanin. Which, which it turns out is bullshit. Like, that doesn't, there's no proof. Is that, that bullshit? Yeah, there's like no real studies on if any of that works or means anything. There's no studies oh, I on. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. blue light doesn't even necessarily like actually affect your eyes. Like, all the screen stuff is kind of fake. Um, mm. but I didn't know that. So it's I talked probably to, just being focused on one point for so long. Yeah. Well, that definitely doesn't screen. help. You're right. That definitely doesn't help. And I would notice a difference if I went and touched grass every once in a while, I would notice like, okay, I can see a little bit better, but, um, certainly I'm not helping things, but I talked to this eye doctor and he's like, yeah, the blue blockers thing doesn't do anything. And actually, you know, I described to him my studio setup and all that stuff. And he was like, you know, actually, 
it might be counterintuitive. You might want to try a blue tint. And he talked about like, oh, there's like celebrities who wear these blue tinted glasses and stuff. And ironically, he didn't bring up any of the ones everybody always says. He's talking about like Robert Downey Jr. or whoever. And um, he said, he said a lot of times when you see them doing that, it's because they've got the eye doctors who are willing to like tell them about the experimental shit. And there is, there's some stuff where, you know, it's a maybe, but there's some stuff where if you're looking at screens all the time, if you're on your phone all the time, actually wearing blue might be beneficial. So the whole reason I went with blue to begin with was that why I chose round ones. I guess it's just in the DNA of every guy with long hair. But uh, I it don't, does seem to be, doesn't it's, it? I don't think we're conscious of it. It just sort of happens. <laughs> um, so when I started That's wearing funny. those, that was the point of it. And I've switched uh, from one pair of glasses to another. You might have noticed in that time. A couple years ago, I went back to the eye doctor and uh, did an exam, and it was bad. And... Um, I switched prescriptions and stuff. And, you know, for a while I was wearing the Chris Chan glasses instead of uh, the blue ones. And I would just wear the blue ones on the show because that's why I'm looking at all these screens and have all the lights and stuff. And uh, so we do the eye exam stuff. And he's like, this is not good. This is like really not good. He's like, this is worse than astigmatism. Not good. Um, so I found out that I have... Uh, fuck. I found out that I have an early onset form of, it's a rare form of macular degeneration. If you don't know what that is, I don't, I don't have the time, but Google it. It's, you'll see it's bad. It's real bad. It's going where the cornea is slowly. uh, Yes. The cornea is, yeah. Your cornea is slowly detach and, um, you go blind. Uh, so I have been having more and more trouble seeing for the past couple of years. Um, a lot of the weird breaks on the show or certain projects not getting done or things like that can all sort of trace back to this. But... Um, Uh, I, as a visual artist, (laughs) am going to go blind. Uh, There is nothing that can be done about it. Um, Good thing you figured out how to make a living off of your voice, bro. Well, I don't know what I do. I don't know how to use a computer once, uh, once that happens. But we're heading there. And unfortunately, in the past couple months... It's been getting worse, and there's some surgeries you can do, and I'm sure people are fucking typing away in the chat with, oh, there's this and this. Uh, But I've already been through all that with everybody and uh, with several eye doctors in two different continents, and um, I can do some some Band-Aid-style stuff, and that's what I will be going off to do here soon. Um but it will happen and it's happening very fast. And, uh, I'm trying to get in all of these little 
projects like that before it does because I don't know what happens after that. I don't know how the show functions after that. Um, I figure a 14-year anniversary of a show is probably a good time to tell you that I'm hoping to make it to 15, but I don't know how this is all going to work. So... Uh, I'm trying to not have a pity party here for myself, but it fucking sucks. No, man, this is uh this is real life shit. Uh, not easy to talk about, I can tell for you, because you're being serious about uh I didn't realize how much visual art you did to start with. Um I didn't know that was your introduction into like uh, being an artist for a living, so yeah, if you Yeah, I mean my my original of- interest was like illustration, comics, cartooning, animation, all that. I used to do all of that stuff and I haven't done it in forever. And, uh, even I've done a couple like shitty little cartoon kind of things for the show here and there. Like there's, uh, Oh no, I actually don't have it here. Well, I did draw this. I did draw that, but that's a pretty easy one and uh, pretty just a simple cycle. Um, but uh, that will not be a thing I can do in the future. I don't know. I don't know what happens after that. Obviously, I've uh, I've seen blind people use computers. They have them talk to them. That'd be really nice for a podcast. You can hear my computer telling me where to click things or whatever. So I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it all out. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way to map every action for the show to certain keys on my control panel here. Wow. Um, and, uh, we're trying to figure that out before it's too late, but, uh, that is what's going on with me. If you've been wondering what Crowder David's disease truly is. And by the way, the other thing, like the, again, (laughs) people thought I had a, a genitalia issue happening before, uh, the, it was real. The stuff about like the, um, the hydro cell, the stuff about the kidney stone, all that's real. All that was real, but, um, there's other stuff going on and, um, so I'll figure it out, I guess. I don't know, but, uh, 14 years, pretty good for a blind guy. Pretty good. I'd say, I'd say uh, no. You've done a phenomenal job. With everything yeah, they're saying. Um, I just they're saying in the chat room. Cut to me, Kelsey. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, about that. Um, yeah, I mean, the easy thing would be to say, oh, just make Kelsey do stuff or get some hire someone. I'd hire. I mean, I would hire someone so Kelsey doesn't have to. But um, you know, money. Listen again. Part of the reason I appreciate everybody signing up for the pizza fund is money is going to get a little tighter here soon. Um, we're doing just fine. Unfortunately, we're, um, adding a member to the clan here soon. So, uh, hiring someone, no good. Kelsey is going to be a little busy. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But, uh, this is something I should have talked about a long time ago and have not had the guts to do. Comedy Shaman, take it away.
I'm sorry. What? Nothing. Uh, what am I taking? I what am know. I taking I away? Just, I was cutting to you so that you would talk so I could not be on screen for a second. Got you, got you, got you. I got you. All right. Well, um, no, I'm really sorry to hear that, and I can speak for everybody else that's hearing it. Would but, you uh, be willing to be my eyes? Would I be willing to be your eyes? I'll tell you what, in a pinch, uh, yeah, I would I, I would be your eyes if I had to be, Jesse. I mean, obviously you got your girl Kelsey there. That she's going to have her hands busy, but, I mean, I'll do what I can for you, man. You've Thank helped you. me out a lot, and I, I mean that. Thank you. Well, uh, in these last uh, few moments of my ability to see, why don't we... <laughs> Uh, why don't we go over one of my biggest influences? Um, let's see here. So you love talking about influence on your show. I'm sorry. I feel like oh, I've just sure. brought down the, we, I should have saved that for the end. No, that, you're good. You're that good. brought down the energy big time. Um, no, you're talking about what you need to get out, man. That's what, that's what, like you said, podcasting is. Yeah. Um, getting all this shit out. I, well, it, it, Hey, this is an episode of brutal honesty and, uh, you know, we like making fun of that and everything, but there is some, there is some power and some truth to that. Um, so I, you talk about influence on your show all the time. You're always droning on and on about PD green and iceberg slam yeah, and all these free black guys we've never heard of and all these uh, people that inspired you and literally no one else. And it's just, you drone on and on. You play in the middle of the, you just play these clips where everyone's sitting there in the audience. Like what, what is he even talking? I don't even understand any of this. What is this shit? Well, I got a guy that inspired me that I, everybody thinks I pull from here. This guy was Tom green before Tom green. Okay. This Any? guy was, oh yeah, this guy was huge. Oh yes. Yay. This, this dude. Yeah, this is all, you're going to love this. I saved this special for you, man, because oh, this makes me happy. You would love this dude. All right. And the second, when I started seeing you go over all your inspirations and you started asking me about this stuff, this is the first thing I thought of. Um, you pull from talk radio. That's your world. Everybody is so confused by me because I'm not pulling from Opie and Anthony like everybody else. No, I'm I know not, where I know one of the spots you pull from. What I you, love it. What are you talking about? Kenny. Oh, Kenny versus Spenny. Um, yeah, that is well, not Kenny specifically. That's not who I'm talking. You're right, though. That's not who I'm talking about right now. But Kenny Hots for sure. Yeah, for sure. I love Kenny. My world is not. It was not ever talk radio other than Adam Carolla. That's it. And so every time, every time I answer with that answer, I'm like, that's not, that doesn't really feel like, like Tom Green was a way bigger influence. You. Kenny Hotz, Kenny versus Benny, way bit like the visual medium, ironically, was uh, a way bigger influence on me. And one thing that I fucking loved, and you might have figured this out from my love of prank calls, was public access television. Of course, okay. Tom Green started off in public access. I've worked on public access shows before. I've had friends who had public access stuff. And there are certain legends in that realm. There's this guy. He, they call him the king of public access. And they called him that because that was the name of his show. The king of public access. Okay. Um, his, his real name is Morton Napolitano. And I've never heard of him. 
Yeah, I mean, well, it's a public access guy. No one's ever heard. Like, no one's ever heard of any public access. I could, okay. I could name a bunch of public access. Gorgeous George. Yeah, there's a bunch of dudes that you've never heard of. But Morton Napolitano was the best to ever do it. He's where I get probably half the shit I say and do from, like, the complete style of the show, the weird way I talk, like, where I'm, you know, I don't have radio. Hey, I, I don't have radio voice. I have public access voice. I've realized. I, I do want you to know that I, I've got a lot of respect for people when they do say where their inspiration from because we've talked about it before, guys. Not just Red Bar, but a lot of people will do the thing where they're like, I invented everything. Everything came from me. And it's like, it, we're all modifying shit passed down, you know? Yeah. So, so I, well, again, Red Bar, not my influence. I was doing comedy when I was 13 years old. Morton Napolitano. Okay, I believe that. Morton Napolitano, a huge influence on me. Um, they made, now I apologize, they made a documentary about public access just in general. And Morton Napolitano has this incredible segment in it. This thing is from like 13 years ago. So I'm going to apologize now for the audio and video quality of this. But I feel like Comedy Shaman's got to see it. So I'm just going to kind of start this in a random spot here just to give you guys an idea. This is, I'm giving you the full shamaniac treatment on inspiration okay this is exactly what it feels like to watch an episode of the comedy shaman when he's talking pd green or iceberg slam or any of these dudes um okay so yeah so here's the doc and uh here's morton napolitano just started a random spot Watch public access, you can see how different it is compared to the mainstream media. Listen, old jokes aside, what she said I did was a complete lie. Me, I was the king of public access. The name Morton Napolitano in this business was gold. As good as gold. Better. I discovered public access to express myself. They say if you want to stay in this business, you got to change the name your father gave you. I said, you want me to change my name from sissy? We have a right in America to have our voices heard, and that's the most important thing. The thing about public access is you don't know if anyone's watching at all, and a lot of times they don't. You are watching Talking Success. Welcome to Show You want people to like you? That's easy. Tell them you're happy. You want them to think you're a genius? Show them your dick. You have anything to say? Beak right into the microphone, baby. <laughs> Always tell people you're funny. I was the what first you, guy. What, what do you think of this guy? This guy is nuts, and I love it because that energy is, like, off the charts. Do you see the influence? Yes, yes, the absurdity, the, like... But this guy's like, real. But this guy's... This is the way he, unfortunately, he started uh, going a little senile later in life. So, like, like this is, he, the th gift is he the is curse, the king. Man. He's the king of public access. The gift is the curse. For sure. Guy to smoke a joint on public access. I was arrested 15 times and not always for the show. Drunk driving used to be legal. And another thing, these little girls with these skimpy outfits. Skimpy outfits. Skimpy outfits. Every day I get into the station, 
there'd be a stack of hate mail. No longer can people complain about what's on television because they can now make the television that people see. I marched right up to that station manager and I said, are you gonna tell me I'm not allowed to use the first floor bathroom? Our show is more about satire and political commentary. You are low-life rot scumbag. The reason I got kicked off of air was I called myself Comedy's new nigga. I'm a nigga with a big mouth in my oh, own TV show. At that station, you gotta be careful what you say. The walls got <laughs> teeth. I'm the bringer of the law, motherfucker. Luke 12 Peace! Yeah, we had an animal trainer in the studio. We had dogs. We had cats. We had chihuahuas. What I do is just something that shakes people up and shocks them every once in a while. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Everybody told me you can't have a mime, a comedian, and a juggler on the same stage. And I haven't heard it since. When the camera's on, you're on. When I met David Tell, we were at MTV Studios' craft service table. He's usually a little more chatty when he's not. Yes? Uh, why aren't you a VJ? I'll tell you why. Hugh Grant, he sleeps with a prostitute. He's a big hero, big movie star. I do it. I'm stuck here in this hole. We sat there and talked about Rockville Center where he grew up, how he got into comedy. He taught me how to shave my head. Bang! Back then, there was no money in public access. I had to get a real job. My main gig was standing outside of a skating rink. I had to pick up all the cigarette butts. And the boss said any of them over two inches, I could smoke. I love my job. I never had a second of health insurance. My grandfather wouldn't be caught dead in a bread line. So he died. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. When government gives you cheese, Need I say more? I had a good scam going. Peeling stamps off of letters. You just take a hairdryer for a couple of minutes. Boo woo woo woo. Oh, if I had a crystal ball. Back in them days, you could get the public access channel in a 50 mile radius from the station. After I went down to Washington and lobbied, you could get it in a 40 mile radius. 9-11 changed everything for public access. You know Family Guy? I told him not to get on that plane. We have people who think they're gonna come here and take money and get things to recognize me all over the country. Look, I met Kevin Smith in 1991. No one ever heard of him. This is before Clerks. And actually, I was supposed to play Clerk. I um, so yeah, like this dude, like he had, this is the crazy thing is he was based in New York. So he got on all these like big guests and shit. He like knows everybody like David tell and all that. Damn. I think David tell kind of got, you know, David tell, right? Yeah. David tells one of the best stand up. Absolutely. In my book. He got him in like, that's how that actually David wow. tell is part of how I found this dude. Cause obviously I'm not from New York. So, um, I found him as a teenager though. Cause Damn. of that show insomniac. Remember that? Uh -uh. You don't remember no. David Tell's Insomniac on Comedy Central? No, I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Clerks. And actually, I was supposed to play Clerk. I want Bob Dylan on stage. The Grateful Dead. Ed Koch. Donald Trump. Robert De Niro. Mario Cuomo. DeMario Brothers. Two Brothers Pizza. Sesame Street. Ruth Lovely. Gigi Allen's makeup artist. I dated Judy Garland in her prime. 
68 years old. Yeah, I knew them all. I knew Ruby Tuesday before she opened that money pit. I had Gary Coleman on my show. I told him, us Italians gotta stick together. Back then, everyone was either Jewish or Italian. If you don't have a Jewish lawyer, you might as well be on parade. Back then, we didn't even have a term for anti-Semitic. In my neighborhood growing up, we had guineas, we had wops, we had dagos, we had ties, we had guidos. Everybody was the same in God's eyes, but not in ours. Freedom of speech doesn't cost anything except your time and your willingness to learn. You could call that it the last really bastion of freedom. All the talent of the world twinkling through the eyes of a tiny child, like the points of a million sparkling lights. All of that don't amount to a hill of beans from where I come from. This is our hill. These are our beans. Long live the day a man sold his soul to the devil to save another man's life. I got one word for you. Perfect circle. They say you could hear the ocean if you put a shell to your ear. All I got was crabs. We're done here, right? Okay, I think uh, I guess I'll stop it there. No, that was great, man. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, he didn't. Was that all in one take? What do you mean? Was that like, did he just sit there and rattle all that off the top of his head at once? I have no idea. I didn't. Well, no, I was just saying because that was like, that was one hell of a fucking like, every time he'd say something nuts, by the time he finished digesting it, like he's on to at least two more things. Um, yeah, I, I think that, that might've been like, again, that was uploaded like 13 years ago. That might've been something where somebody kind of just took the, uh, whatever doc that's from and just cut his parts into it or something. I'm not exactly sure, but Morton Napolitano, unfortunately we, uh, we lost him about a year and a half ago. Um, but fuck man, what a, that dude is huge to me. And so like very Tom Greenish though. But Very did you Tom get Greenish. did you get the like wisdom here? Because he was giving some nuggets there, some like really some pearls of wisdom. Because I that's what I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping by sharing one of my bigger influences with you, one of my more underground cult comedy. My favorite, influences. my favorite thing he said there was uh, we had he rattles off wops, guidos, dagos, all that shit, and then he goes, oh, they're all equal in God's eyes, but not ours. Yeah, exactly. Um. But yeah, he, I mean, he really has some like good info to pick, like much like I've learned from, from your, uh, showing us Petey Green and, um, that other, yeah, Petey that other N word, like those guys, like I learned something watching those. So what would, what do you think you learned the most from that? What did I learn from that? Um, I learned, I guess that, uh, you know, this outlandish art form has been around much longer than uh, first meets the eye. That's the first thing I would pull from it. What did you think about the absurdism? The, 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 like the absurdism that we tap into, it's been around for a very long time. I'm sure you could trace it back to the 60s or earlier if you knew where to look. What did you think about the tip he gave about always telling people you're funny? I never, I, I've never thought about that. But, uh, but isn't it, isn't it interesting? It, You've never thought about that, but your name is the comedy shaman. So like it is, you are telling people you're funny. That's fair. I think it's, that's, I, that's it's an point. interesting thing, but I think you've got, you're off to the right start. He also said, uh, when the camera's on, you're on. That's something I think about yep. 
all the time. You know what I mean? No, yeah, you're. You, I mean, you do animate for the camera for sure. Like, I'm not gonna be the same in front of the camera as I'm gonna be when it's off. Uh, but when it's on, yeah, you gotta animate. You gotta bring it. That Absolutely. Whole, that whole fucking time. Absolutely. Um, Morton, we miss you every day, man. And uh, I hope the comedy shaman is now a fan. Comedy shaman, I've been keeping. Please do check him out. I've been keeping uh, tabs this whole time. I've been doing points. Uh, Dude, the camera's on. You're on. What are you doing? God damn it. Did your. Wait, did your. uh, Did your foam just fall off the wall? Oh, yeah, it's bad. I got I got to put it up better. I thought. (laughs) Wait, what do you have it up there with? It's it's not up well. Let's just say that. What are you using? Because it's every single time I, you I was using this. I was using tape on cardboard, and it's not working great. Every single what kind of tape? Duct tape. Um, I tried shipping tape. That didn't work at all. So I used duct tape on it. Yeah. Huh. And yeah, maybe like a staple or something or a nail. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. Because every single time you stream, your your foam starts. I know. Going. I gotta fix it. Did you get it's, this off the? Did you get these off the first it's page of Amazon? Yeah. Okay. I went, look. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Listen, listen. We just learned something. Listen, man. Let's literally use this as a teaching moment. I was just about to say. Go for it. That I've been keeping tabs on you this whole time. This has been your audition. This has been your audition to be a co-host of a a successful show. We might not be the biggest. We might be a cult classic, but it's a successful show. And Absolutely. And so... In that audition, you know, and this is all just to bring you through the ringer to get up your hosting chops. In that audition, I've been keeping tabs. I've been tracking your points this whole time. And you've done fairly well. B minus. B minus is where we're at, which is not... Not bad at all for a first timer here. I mean, you're you're green, man. You're new, new. Okay. Yeah. Um, if this was your first public access show, I, it'd be a pretty good one. I mean, there's way worse out there. So, but the thing is, and this is what I love about public access. Let's take a mm-hmm. lesson out of Morton's page here. When the camera's on, you're on public access. And I, I feel like Pod Awful, the biggest inspiration I take from it is it always feels like anything could happen. And sometimes it does. Sometimes the craziest thing happens. Sometimes just to make sure people are still watching, someone gets up and does something insane. I think we have a, a learning moment, a teachable moment, and an amazing moment on our hands. Comedy Shaman, the camera is on. You're on. Let's tear down that foam. I'm not tearing it down. One on. by one, each square, pull it off. Oh. And that way, that way, not only do we have a great ending to this episode, but the next time on, you buddy. go, the next time you go to do your show, you will have to put it up there better. You can't keep using that same tape. Let me tell you something right now, Comedy Shaman. That tape, that tape is a metaphor. That tape is a metaphor for what you do live on air. And I'm not kidding when I say this. L- really listen to me when I say this right now, okay? Every single time you go on air, you're sort of halfway doing it. That tape is a half measure. No more half measures. Let's tear down our half measures and let's start putting up full 
fucking measures! Woo! Go, 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 go! USA, 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 woo! And now also do the uh, tapestry. Now also do the tapestry. No, the tapestry's up. Now also do the tapestry. The tapestry's up. The tapestry's up. When the camera's on, you're on. Everybody in chat. When the camera's on, you're on. When the camera's on, you're on. When the camera's on, you're on. The tapestry. We can't see you. The foam is over the camera. The tapestry's up. Tapestry. 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 Why? What's behind the tapestry? The tapestry's up. What's going on behind Look, the Look, you're right. The foam was the metaphor, not the tapestry. Can we look behind the tapestry? The tapestry's up. I told you that. What happens if you just you lift said that up? Was the end. What if you just lift up the tapestry? You said that was the end. People are saying tapestry. They're saying when the camera's on, you're on. When the camera's on, you're on. Look, hey, we, we did what we agreed. I'm about to sign off the call. Can I just see behind the tapestry? Can can we be done? It's an unfinished wall. What does that mean? It's like just a... Here, look. That's all I want to see. Yeah, I just want to look. Unfinished wall. Okay. What's Wait, yeah, what is that? What is that like on plot, the wall? It's like... Uh, what is that on the wall fucking, there? What do you call it? What is that right there on the wall? It's drywall. Yeah, but what is that? That's th- what I was saying. What is that thing, though? It looks like something's hanging on the wall there. Oh, that's a poster. That's what's, just a poster. What's it a poster of? MLB shit, like from forever ago. Oh, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, and perhaps the greatest co-host of Go Horrible, the comedy shaman. for comedy shaman everybody Woo! here we go keep it going subscribe to the comedy she man whose uh perfect woman has a the smallest cock measurable and uh one can only hope and until next time sign up for that pizza fund um pot after show pot after show right, here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna upload some stuff as a pot after show to the pizza fund within uh, maybe a few hours here, okay? I've got some very funny... In fact, it's uh, we've got some more... You know what I've got? I've got some more from my influence, Morton. So uh, I'll upload some of that so you guys can check it out. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Morton Napolitano, ladies and gentlemen. In the spirit of Morton, thank you very much. We'll be seeing you in a little bit. It's going to be a little while. Um, I got to go get my eyes buggered. And until next time, have an awful day. Thanks, Comedy Shaman. See you. Do Hank Hill real quick. Happy to be here. Do Hank Hill.
I can kind of control it. It's like a whole thing. Alright. The audience doesn't know about it. Six dollar level pot off of that pizza. Pot off the show going up in a few hours. I'm just going to upload it. It's not going to be live. Comedy Shaman doing a weird tick. Kind of move. Yep. Kind of flailing his arms around in a bizarre... Man, you know, look, I can't do it when I know people are watching. Do it one more time. I, I can't do I I physically look, can't the, do it when I know people are watching. The camera is on. I You're on. I didn't think the camera was, was on, so I did a, it. I can't. It's like a flappy I physically can't. It's like a flappy bird kind of. I physically can't do it when I think people are watching. Just give it a bro. shot. Just try it, it. Just do an impression. Do an I, impression I, of you it. You don't understand. Do an impression you of it. You don't understand. Just do an impression. Just do an impression of it. I it's a tick, bro. Just do an impression. Physically do it. Just do an impression of it. Just do an impression do of it. You don't understand. Just do an impression. It's, it's just an impression. I just told you. It's just a do tick. an impression of it. I. It doesn't work. Like that. I have autism. I can't help it. <laughs> it's like it's like a tick, bro. I I don't know what to tell you. I can only do it when I think people aren't watching. This has all been a trick. You have been trolled. I I really can't just do it. When the camera's on, you're on. I see that. God just damn your, it! Just put your Nothing arms up. Here. Just put your arms up like a like you're flapping. There like you go. This? Yeah, that was. Like there that? you go. Okay. 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 See, so you can do it. That's what it's that like. That was an impression of it, though. That wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't it. That, that wasn't, wasn't it. But thing. that was the impression of the tick. Oh, they say in the. Uh, Jesse saw the actual tick. They say in the chat, we can't see right now. Just do it. So yeah, they can't see you. Just do it. Oh, they can't see me. Okay, okay, that that makes sense. Yeah, go ahead. It's like this, okay? Like, like that. It's it's like that, but I can't force it. It's a tick. When I when I don't think anybody's watching, like I'll do it, and I've done it since I was a kid. But I've learned how to do it, like not when people I are around. I am high only, energy. I can't I control myself. <laughs> Yeah, you've never seen me do it on the show, and you probably never will actually see me do it. If you do, it's going to be by accident. So I guess you have that to look forward to. <laughs> All right, bye. See you.